How's it going, everybody? It has been way too long, like way too long since I've been on here. I checked my last podcast actually came out all the way back on like October 21st, which is crazy to really think because um, it's a lot has happened in that time. Uh, I, I did come out with the stream, uh, kind of little highlight clips of some stuff I did with my buddies on Warzone. Um, I didn't make another one since then. I did that like about a week and a half ago. Uh, I didn't want to make one since then just for the pure fact that I kind of wanted to focus on this. I'm uh, working on this podcast and, you know, really focus on that and kind of get myself ready for that. And I've also had a lot of other things too. So I haven't been on here in a really long time because not long after my podcast that I made the last time, October 21st, I actually tested positive for COVID. So that kept me out of commission for a while. There's a lot of stuff going back and forth to school. Um, you know, having to come home because I was positive. And eventually I went back when I was cleared. Um, and then right around then it was Thanksgiving. And then obviously I couldn't do anything then. I couldn't really focus on my podcast then. After that, uh, had my finals for those next two weeks after Thanksgiving. So that was a whole hassle. I was finishing up my internship work. I was working on my finals, writing a ton of papers. Then after that happened, it was the holiday season. You know, I was hanging out with my family and my girlfriend and doing Christmas things, finishing up some shopping, holiday shopping. Then Christmas happened. Then that whole weekend between Christmas and New Year's is an awkward time. And then New Year's happened. So I've kind of been off of it for a little bit off the podcast. And I've actually really missed it. I miss it a lot. Um, it's been a whole lot of fun doing it so far. And I want to continue doing it. So I'm glad to be back. And then we got a lot to talk about today. In fact, I'm having Sean Courtney on. Now, this podcast is a little long. And originally, I had planned to make this a little shorter, uh, kind of aiming for an hour. We ended up going for an hour and 45 on our discussion. But I think it was a really great discussion. Uh, we talked about, you know, our predictions from the last podcast. We talked about what is happening uh, now with the playoffs and our predictions for that. And then we kind of went into the future. And for a team like the Jets, we kind of tried to break that down, what's going on with the Jets, and then what could happen in the draft. And hopefully down the road, Sean might come on again for a draft, little draft prepper, what's going to happen with the draft. So that should be a lot of fun. But I hope you guys enjoyed it this time. Uh, I know I had a lot of fun, and I think Sean did too. So enjoy. Welcome again to the couch. It's been way too long. So welcome back. I want to make these more consistent. So welcome back to the couch. Enjoy. So now I am joined with, or joined by, I should say, Sean Courtney. Sean, welcome. What's up? Happy to be back. It's been a while. It has been too long, actually. I've, I've missed doing this. I haven't done this in a really long time. Uh, the reason I brought you back today, you actually know, but for people listening, the reason why Sean's back here is because earlier on in the year, we made a uh, very special podcast. We predicted what we think would happen with uh, most of the NFL going into the season, we did that preseason and kind of discussed all the different possibilities for each division. We broke it down. Now we're going to do that. We're going to look over the playoffs, see how things are done. But the first thing I want to do is take a little bit of a glance, a quick run through of our predictions and see what might've turned out right. And maybe what didn't, I know uh, for me, I had predicted the Panthers to the win the division and that obviously didn't happen. It was a bold choice and it's what I'm proud of, but uh, the gamble didn't pay off. I have to say. Right. Yeah, I know, Sean, you were kind of calling me out when I first made that pick, and rightfully so now, it seems. No, I, look, I'll, I'll give you this, man. They, they look, I think they look good this year. Yeah. Weird. I mean, what, they went 5-11. and 11. Mm -hmm. uh, Most of their losses were close. 
I mean, yeah. they were one possession games, like really against good teams too. Mm-hmm. I think they have a future. I think real quick, I think Tate Bridgewater just regressed a little bit towards the yeah. end there. Yeah. And I think they're going to look for a new quarterback, you know, in the draft, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, it definitely was a bold choice in that division of the Saints and the Bucks. Um, but you know, I, I still give you credit for it, man. I do. Cause yeah, it, listen, it, I, I didn't hear that from anyone else. No analysts, no, no one. See, and that, that's the thing to be an analyst or something. Got to have them hot takes. Got to get the attention, right? Right, Colin. Yeah, for sure. Ah, uh, come, come on. Don't don't go play Raycon, please. I hate him so much. Not I hate's a strong word. I just don't like his takes at all. Dude, I don't like his takes either. But I watch him like every day. So <laughs> that's the draw, man. That's how I feel about Skip Bayless too. Actually, I don't watch Skip every day. See, but I feel the same. But I don't watch him. It's like the reverse. Like Colin is so unlikable that I almost like him. Like, he's so confident in himself mm. and. So willing to flip flop his opinions. <laughs> we, you know what? When you put it that way, like when you it, put it that way, yeah. Keeps you fresh. You're not watching the same shit. And honestly, I actually started to like Colin this year for some reason. Like, I'm, yeah. I don't know. I like his show, man. I like his yeah. show. No, no, no. That's actually a great point when you put it that way. I've never seen a man so willing to flip flop on his, his opinion um, right. as, as everything progresses, as he's proven wrong. Yeah. Um, but going on to something that. I did predict right. And some of you as well predicted right. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, you know, early in the season, they made me pretty nervous. And they were struggling a little bit in like the first game or two. And I was like, damn, if this is the Cleveland Browns team that I had hoped would take the division, then goddamn, I'm wrong again. Uh, because I, I was pretty nervous about it. But as the season went on, actually, I think once they lost Odell, and that's not to say that Odell isn't a difference maker, but I feel like once they lost Odell, uh, they started to a little bit better. They have some rough patches in between, like they lost the Raiders, um, but that was a weird game, cold and the, the hail and the sleep, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, ultimately, I think they look really great. The defense has been pretty solid. Um, surprisingly, I think – I feel like Carl Joseph has made some plays here and there. Uh, the offense has, like I said, looked fine and pretty well, actually, without uh, Odell Beckham. And even guys like, like Nick Chubb stepping up these past two weeks, he's been going off, has been having great games. I remember he had that big run that he ended up like sliding in at the one because he didn't want to waste the time. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 right. But I'm, I'm proud of the Browns. What do you think about the Browns in that pick, though? Yeah, I, I mean, early on, it, it, it definitely made me question, you know, the outlook of the team. And I think what I struggled to realize then was that Stefanski was just starting out, like, off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, you had to give him time. And, and I feel like they weren't utilizing the run game as much as they could have early on. I think you have, you, you know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt um, and I think Stefanski kind of had an epiphany and was like, okay, yeah, I have these two studs on my team. We got to use them. And he did. Uh, the offensive line looked stellar. Um, uh, my guy, Jedrick Wills, uh, did great. Jack Conklin on the right did great. Um, I think those two moves in the offseason were huge. Um, and they really did do a great job this year. The defense was good. I mean, you could tell, though, I mean, the secondary needs help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're linebacking court too. But, and going into the playoffs, it's going to be rough without Olivier Vernon. Uh, I don't know how they're going to make up for that. And the COVID players, I heard Joel Batino is, or Batonio is out. Uh, you well, know. Speaking of that too, might even have uh, Kevin Stefanski out. He tested positive. Yeah. Today, so. I, that, it sucks for them. Um, but another thing too, you know, I was thinking is like, the thing that really kind of overshadowed the Browns early on too, you know, were the Steelers. I think them going undefeated yeah. definitely made people kind of, you know, push the Browns to the sidelines and not really give them, um, 
you know, any credit. And then, of course, the Steelers start to lose and the Browns started to win. Um, but, yeah, no, I, look, I, I, I don't think we were right necessarily. Like, at least from my perspective, I thought the Browns would dominate. Mm-hmm. I just think – I thought the roster was just too stacked. I thought Baker would have a decent comeback year. And he did at times. I still think Baker needs uh, – I still think he needs more time. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they still had a good year. And I think they have a good future, a good uh, base to work from. But uh, Right. And there were times where they really impressed me, I think. And there were times where I was a little like, like, who is this team kind of thing. But I think overall, they were definitely, I feel like, an upgrade, uh, at least as, as far as, like, consistency goes from last year. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. The consistency, even like Baker Mayfield, I feel like he was that was kind of been his problem last year was his inconsistency. And I feel like he, even though, like you said, he still got a little ways to go, I think he still improved a lot this year as a player, even like a team leader. I feel like he might have improved a little bit. I agree, which was good to see. Which, and I think that was a really big help for the team. And like you said, Kevin Stefanski, I feel like once he got into the rhythm, I feel like that was great too for the team. Yeah, um, he, he to really... have a, a competent head coach is a big help. Yeah, no, definitely. That's all yeah. I agree. Yeah, for sure. Um, and something else we made a prediction about, uh, what we tr- tried to predict was Justin Herbert and when he would be put in and when he wouldn't be put in. And one thing that we couldn't predict was that Tyrod Taylor, who was announced as starting quarterback at the time for the first week or two, uh, his team doctor punctured his lung and uh, he couldn't play. And then Justin Herbert played it, got the start and he started playing fantastic. So, and let me, wait, you know what? Let me rephrase that because I feel like fantastic actually wasn't enough uh, isn't enough of an explanation for how he played. He's been playing out of this world. I think he should get offensive rookie of the year. He's been playing pretty incredible. And to even think that now, now the head coach is fired um, and he played that well under a head coach who was probably on his way out. It's very impressive. Um, the team has a lot of injuries, uh, a good offense, but on defensively, a lot of injuries. And he still found a way to keep the team in it almost all the time. I mean, there's a couple of close games that they had where they went into overtime or they kept it right down to the wire. I know they did it to the Chiefs. They took the Raiders in overtime and beat us. Um, so they really are a talented football team, and a lot of it has come from Justin Herbert, uh, I feel like, in his play, down, especially down the stretch. I feel like he's improved incredibly in the last six games or so. Yeah, they – you know, I mean, I was a big Herbert fan coming out. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe the bust hype. I thought that was kind of stupid. Um, you know, they talked about consistency or some – I don't know, some games he wasn't as accurate, but I don't know. I, I, I love him coming out of college because, I mean, everybody raved about his character. Uh, he was a leader, really smart kid, like 4.0 GPA, has a cannon. Uh, and there was a lot of games. There's a couple of Oregon games I saw last year where I think there were two games where they lost, but they made fourth quarter comebacks. And it was pretty much him uh, mm-hmm. either running the football or, again, throwing darts. And, and I feel like, you know, the whole talk was like, oh, like, you know, I remember it was like Burrow Tua, and then it was like, oh, but who's better, Herbert or uh, Jordan Love? And it was so weird to me because I, uh, Herbert, I feel like his resume was just, I mean, night and day compared to, to Jordan Love. But, yeah. you know, Herbert, look, I, I knew he'd be good. I didn't think it would be this quick. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I do believe Anthony Lynn's scheme helped. Mm-hmm. Which and and I'm I'm for the firing of Lynn. I think it's a good move. I, I think he's a really good dude, and uh, you know players love him. But I think he just made too many mistakes this year uh, with game management, yeah, play calling. It just was rough. But uh, you know how is Herbert going to adapt next year for new coach? Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know. That's going to be an interesting one to see. And, and you know if they build an offensive line for him because now they're seven and nine. They've won like what like four straight or I think yeah. Something crazy. They were like, I think, yeah, four straight. They were three and nine. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, finish seven nine. So they don't have a great draft pick. You're not going to be able to get Sewell. I thought they would, you know, what, a few weeks ago. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. They got to build that O-line. You got to protect them. And uh, the defensive front, too, is interesting because you got, like, Melvin Gordon's – or, uh, uh, sorry, Melvin Ingram's probably leaving. So yeah. the Chargers are weird. They're a weird case. Oh, but for sure. I think they have a bright future. Uh, you know, Herbert obviously looks great. So uh, I'm excited to see – uh, what he does in the future, but yeah, I, I I'm I'm happy that he's doing well and isn't a bust, you know, because yeah. there was so much talk of that, like it was such a annoying narrative, and there was no real evidence to back it. Like mm-hmm. I, it just wasn't convincing. I remember like the moment he got drafted, Twitter was just all over it. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I I'm happy. I'm happy he's doing well. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think. I mean, what you were saying about the Chargers team being weird, I feel like a problem has been for the past two or three years. It's just been the the injuries that have, that have plagued that defense, you know, I feel like that's been a major problem for them and a major reason why the team has not been able to succeed. I think the Anthony Lynn thing, I mean, we were talking about this earlier. I feel like maybe I would have gambled on him one more year, just for the fact that he was kind of able to pull it together, especially later on with Justin Herbert and the way that Justin Herbert played uh, fantastically. If you give him a healthy defense, I mean, you don't really know what's going to be able to happen and what that team's going to be able to do if they can, you know, stop a team from getting a touchdown here or there, you know, Justin Herbert might be able to really seal a game with a nice touchdown that he's been able to do late on, later on in games in the fourth quarter. So I think that uh, is why I think I kind of would have kept Anthony Lynn, but I, I, I get what you're saying. You know, I think a lot of people kind of su- suspected that he was on the hot seat after, you know, he hasn't really brought a lot of success this whole time. You know what I mean? You know, really got into a playoff or anything like that. It, it was kind of expected, but I think I kind of might have taken it again. But I'm sure some other team will pick him up, maybe as an offensive coordinator or something. Maybe even as a head coach, you never know. Yeah, I I would agree uh, to give him another year if it weren't for the, the game management and time management. Oh, no, that's – see, that's the worst part about it. That's the troubling part about it is his use of timeouts and stuff like that was pretty rough at times. Yeah. Bizarre, yeah. like mm-hmm. nonsensical. I, I, you know, I think that's why I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. And to give maybe Herbert, because like, I think like if you kept him another year, then you have Herbert under him for two years, and if it still doesn't work out, they fire him, and then Herbert's like, shit, man. Yeah. I just my two first years on this new this scheme. Now I got to learn a whole new thing. I think it's best to do it early. Uh, and again, you know, build him an O line because that O line is, 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 is rough. Yeah. It's not, it's not ideal. And speaking of that, speaking of O-line being rough, I think that's actually uh, an area where Herbert Sean was when it came to escaping pressure and making throws under pressure. Cause that's something I feel like he did pretty consistently. Um, and it really impressed me as his ability to like be a playmaker for the team. Um, so that was really impressive. I think just a little side note there in terms of offensive line. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean that, you know, it's that division is kind of interesting in yeah. the future. Um, and speaking, speaking of that division and of game management, no, I'm, I see you thought I was going to go to the Raiders. I'm not going to go to the Raiders here. I got something else. I, well, all right, it's from the Raiders game, but it's not about the Raiders. Who? The Broncos, are you about to say? Or? I'm about to say the Broncos because something weird about the Broncos to me. I don't know if you – did you see Sunday night's game, the Raiders versus Broncos? You're just talking about game management. I want to bring this up. So, Raiders, there's – you know, the games, I think, getting down to the wire, we have – about 30 seconds, no, maybe a little bit more, maybe 40 seconds, I want to say. Something around it. We really don't have much time left. And it's fourth down. And Darren Waller runs off the field. That we're, no, we're trying to get our play going. Darren Waller runs off the field. Cars, like, waving to him. The Raiders are all mixed up. The offense doesn't know what they're going to do. Apparently, they flipped through three different plays that they were going to call, right? And as Derek Carr's like, he's yelling. 
He's yelling a wall, like, come here, come here, come here. All right, everybody's freaking out on the offense. Vic Vangio calls a timeout. The Raiders had none, and Vic Vangio called a timeout. That's one of the most insane game management things I've ever seen in my life because Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs talked about it after the game, and they were like, yeah, literally if it wasn't for that timeout, we would have no idea what we were going to do on offense. He's like, but he literally gave us a timeout amount of time. And, like, for no reason. Like, Vic Vangio could have literally let the time run out, and the Raiders probably would have not scored a game-winning touchdown. Yeah, Fangio shouldn't. He should not be a coach, no. Uh, that Broncos team, though, I mean. Well, no, who, that's what I was going to say. Elway's gone, so who knows what they're going to do now. Well, no, he's – so they promoted him. Yeah. He's not GM, but they promote him. But the problem is that whatever decisions the GM makes – Goes to uh, Elway. So that worries me, especially when it comes to the draft, you know, because they, they might want to get a quarterback. I saw a mock where they have uh, Mac Jones from Alabama going ninth overall. I'm like, Jesus Christ. That, that's like the – the same thing that happened with Drew Locke. Like, I remember the mocks early on with Drew Locke. I remember like a couple of years ago or whatever, you know, they had him going first round and then they ended up getting him in the second. And it was great value at the time. But obviously in hindsight, it wasn't because Drew Locke has not panned out and they're going to make the same mistake with, with drafting that. But I totally can see it happening. Oh, El- yeah, because Elway loves. Norm. All right, cool. That's all we need, right? Elway no. loves, no. loves quarterback projects. It's so bad. And he's, they've never worked out. They've never worked out. It's never for worked him. out. It's never worked out. I don't know what they're going to do, but, I, God, if they draft Mac Jones, that would be kind of funny. But also Von Miller. I have no idea. I think they should trade him. He's, mm. he's getting up their age. Get some draft capital. You know, maybe draft defensive players too. And I don't know. Denver's no. weird. Denver's weird. Elway's Denver's weird. weird. I, think, I think they're getting to a point now pretty soon where they, beside a few players, like obviously a guy like um, Jerry Judy's going to stay and KJ Hamler. But I think they should consider like maybe getting a fresh rebuild, getting some fresh players. Because I feel like they're in a weird place where yeah. you know, they, no. need, they, they could trade away some of their defensive guys and get a real difference makers in the draft, you know. Right, because I think their offense is good. I think – Besides quarterback, you have a good receiving core. Cortland Sutton was out this year. When Sutton comes, he's back, really good. Yeah, and they have good. Of course, would be great. No fan. Yeah, good backs too. Melvin Gordon and uh, Philip Lindsay, they're both That's solid. What I mean, their running game's great. They just need definitely some pieces on the O line because they. For I remember sure. they got like Jawan Jawan James like a couple of years ago from the Dolphins. He didn't pan out right tackle. I think they they got Garrett Bowles, who's doing all right. Like. I don't know. I think they need more peace on the O line too. Yeah. Um, but knowing Elway, they're not they're not gonna do that. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But um I wanna ask you now about one of your predictions. I know before the show you mentioned the Cowboys and you mentioned something else to me too. So bring up to me with some of your look backs that you look back on what our last podcast was and what kind of jumped out to you. Yeah, I mean I think it was how I mean, obviously the NFC East was was a shit show this year, mm. but um, yeah, I, I honestly I forget what records I had, but I think I had the doll or the sorry the Cowboys and the Eagles going like ten wins. Um, man, that was. I, I mean, look, I I think. I mean, if you flip if you flip the win loss, then you would have got it right. Right, so. I would have got it right. <laughs> no, I think the I think the Cowboys. The reason why I picked them, I think it's just a roster. I, I mean, I knew their secondary would struggle and. My God, Swiss cheese, absolutely. We knew it. We knew it going in. I mean, they lost Byron Jones. They barely really got anybody in the offseason, and it showed. Um, and, and what sucks, too, is their pass rush sucked. Like, they got Everson Griffin, I think. They got weapons on that D-line, and they, I think they ended up trading Everson Griffin. Um, yeah. I, I think they traded like, I think they actually did, or they cut him or something, yeah. Yeah, not great. Um, yeah, no, Cowboys were rough. I think the entire – I mean, obviously, the division was, was pretty brutal, but um, – 
I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of scared for the Cowboys just because I don't have a whole lot of faith in Mike McCarthy. Oh, yeah. I, I remember in that one interview, he was like, yeah, I literally said I watched all the tape just to get a job. And yeah. I feel like he has no idea what he's doing. No, the, um, yeah, it shows. I've also got, like, I kind of I like Dak, to be honest with you. I think he's a good leader, good player. I think he showed some flashes early on this year before he got hurt. He could still be a good player, but I have a feeling Jerry Great. Jones well, and his arrogance is not going to keep him. Yeah, is he even going to play next year? I don't even know what the deal is with him. I think, like, we don't know how bad really the injury is as of right now, like the status-wise where he's at. So, I don't know. I, I think McCarthy was – was. I remember liking the signing primarily because I thought it was an upgrade to Garrett. And I, I still think it was, which I know sounds weird. I still think anything but Garrett is good. But I think – I don't think it's going to last long. I think this is sort of going to be a gay situation where you give him two or three years and he's just going to end up getting fired after a couple bad seasons, yeah, um, yeah. even if they show sparks. And, you know, I think the thing with the Cowboys that, that sucks is the O-line. I think they, they lost – I mean, obviously they lost Travis Brown. Well, they lost Frederick a while ago, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. A couple years ago maybe? Yeah. But Tyron Smith is getting old. Zach Martin's – you know, I think it's, he was hurt? Or was he – I remember – yeah, right. I mean, Connor Williams at left guard is young, but not that good. Their O line is not that good anymore. And it's it, sad because that used to be like the O line that everyone used to look up to, you know? Right. And like, they oh, still couldn't win. Cowboys. That's that's what you want out of an offensive line. And that's not what they I are agree. anymore. I agree. And it sucks because they didn't win with that O line. And I think that's what's going to hurt them in the future. Like when they're evaluating offensive lines, like, well, what do we, I mean, we had like the best offensive line in football and you still couldn't get to the conference championship. You know, yeah. that's pretty brutal. But that is really brutal. yeah, no, I mean, the Dak thing sucks. I mean, you know, Zeke Elliott had a rough year that he just yeah. wasn't really getting anything done. And Not I don't really think it's, producing, yeah. I think it's, it's McCarthy. I think it's the O line, too. I don't know. The team's just in a weird spot. The, every team in that division's in a weird spot. They all have weird, differing storylines. I know. Um, you know, Giants. Oh, okay, that was annoying. The Giant fans were so pissed. Oh, yeah. Let's let's mention that real quick because – That was really dumb. That yeah. was – like, I – you know, I try to put myself in their shoes. I'm like, if this happened to the Seahawks, how would I feel? At the end of the day, my team went 6-10. and 10. Like, they went 6-10. and 10 They and shouldn't even be in the playoffs to begin with. It's sad that one of them has to be because none of them should be. Exactly. And, like, if they're complaining this much, then why did you choke against the Eagles early in the season and allowing that comeback? Like, mm-hmm. you let them win, and you would have made the playoffs if you hadn't lost that game. I mean, there's so many factors. And I think what upset me the most was seeing the reaction from the players and, and uh, Joe Judge. Yeah, and Joe Judge, like, weird. bugged out, bro. Joe Judge is, like, really literally strange, bugged out. Joe. You yeah. went 6-10. and 10. I don't care whether, whether, like, whatever, ugh, whatever excuses you have, whether it's Saquon being hurt or, or Daniel Jones being out for some time. I don't care, man. You went six and ten. You have no right to blame other teams. I think Joe Judge should have been the bigger man and been like, yo, like, it sucks what happened, but, like – We have to do better. Yeah. Right. And I'm telling you, dude, if that game was a one or four o'clock game, no one would care. Yeah. No one would care. Send the no, net football. Everybody watch. Exactly. No one would care. And, and you know, the only players that are really outraged, like I've seen, are giant players. It's no other – if every coach and player in the league was talking about this, yeah. I would maybe understand and get mm-hmm. the average – no one else cares because it didn't affect them. It only yeah. affected the Giants. And they're acting like they're, they're just petitions to take away the Eagles pick. I'm like, dude, fucking relax, man. Win more than six games in this season. Like, they did not deserve to make the playoffs. And look, and this is coming from a Seahawks fan. They beat us, fair and square. But 
they were not. I honestly think Washington was the best team in that division. I think they that. Was, I think that they, I agree with. Right against Tampa Bay. I think if anyone's going to beat Tampa Bay in that division, it would have been Washington. I think that that uh, front seven could get to Brady and cause some problems. I don't know. I feel like they were the best team. If it was like, I don't know, if it was like Philly that pulled out of it or like, uh, you know, the Cowboys or, or the Giants, like any of those teams won it, I would have been like, oh, man, I just don't – I don't buy it. There's so many issues. Yeah. Washington, Ron Rivera fucking deserves this. Alex Smith coming back. There's just so many – there's so much to like about well, think about let's, – let's think about, too, about, you know, you're talking about how much the Washington football team actually like them. But, like, you know, just think about how much that team has persevered through, you know, the players, I mean, not the organization, the players and the coaches because, you know, Ron Rivera gets cancer. The team gets a new name. That whole scandal came out about uh, the o- ownership and how they've abused women and all that kind of thing. And then Alex Smith is coming back from an injury and so many things. You know, the whole um, – Dwayne Haskins issue of him getting benched and then he gets cut and so much drama on the team and they literally have persevered through it. And that's like amazing to me. And I think that's a testament to just Ron Rivera as a coach as well. And just being able to keep his guys performing. Um, also, yeah. Hey, shout out, shout out to former, former Raiders coach, Jack Del Rio. Yeah. Um, right. Ending that defense. I think he's, I think he, I always have thought he would make a great de- just defensive coordinator. Oh, I feel like head coach. That. Yeah. I mean, there's some coaches that just shouldn't be head coaches, but they can work as coordinators. Absolutely. I told you, I mean, was it Todd Bowles working with uh, Tampa Bay, right? Mm. Is he still Tampa Bay Todd Bowles as defensive mm. coordinator? Is he? I, th- um, I don't know off the top of my head. You could be right though. Like, I remember their defense, you know, regardless, their defense changed and, and they've, and they've improved a lot. Tampa Bay's defense was the big thing that everybody was kind of like, you know, questioning. You know, even going into this year with Brady. I know I did. That was my big thing. I was saying their defense wasn't gonna be anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean they're not perfect, but man, they're they're playing a lot better than people thought. Um so yeah, no, I agree. I think head coaches can be I think Anthony Lynn is a good example. I think Anthony Lynn's gonna to go to a team and and be a coordinator and do a good job. I just don't think every coach has to be a head coach. Like I mean, even I know Jason Garrett hasn't really panned out, but I agree. Del Rio is a case of that. He's a great yeah. But last team I want to bring up here, and then I want to dive into see if we can go into this wild card and the, our playoff thoughts. Um, I want to talk about our, our, our talks for the Dolphins because we did say that we we had a an inkling that the Dolphins might do better this year, and they did. And now I know they didn't make the playoffs, but they were real close, real close. Yeah, that was. Um, a bummer. I know, and and what's actually kind of a bummer is that I feel like Tua is the one who didn't kind of play well down the stretch. I mean, what against the Raiders and I, he's a rookie quarterback, so I'm going to give him leeway here. Obviously I think he's still going to be pretty good. Um, but against the Raiders, I mean, he, he had a lot of trouble under pressure. Uh, it had to get pulled out. And then obviously he had trouble this last game and they weren't able to put Fitzpatrick in. And that just could be a rookie playing in high stakes scenarios and having some trouble playing in those. Although, I mean, two has played in high scenario, high stakes scenarios before in college. So it shouldn't be that foreign to him. Um, but yeah, I, I still think the Dolphins were great this year. I love, I love uh, their coach, um, Brian Flores. He's great. Yeah, I think he's got a lot of big things getting ready for this team in the coming years. I think they're going to be a force in that division along with the Bills. Uh, but it was nice to see them improve. Uh, it was nice. It was kind of cool, you know, because you could really see like little signs of it, and you could really see little signs of the effect that Brian Brian Flores had on the team last year. You know, taking a team that had nobody and bring them to like a 5-11 and 11 record, I think it was. And then this year, bring them to the brink of the playoffs, almost making it in, uh, even though they weren't. And they, they, again, they had the hard division with the Bills. So who knows what they could have done in a different division. Right, right, right. But still, I mean, 
I was happy to see them improve. Um, and I just kind of wanted to bring that up because it's something we talked about too. And it was just nice to see them improve this year. I think they're really on the right track and it's nice to have a, a competent coach in Brian Flores there. Yeah. I, I mean, he was my coach of the year, like pick for a while. I, I think I've kind of changed my tune. I think Sean McDermott with Buffalo might be the pick now, just how yeah. he transformed that team. But no, Brian Flores is great. I, Dolphins played great. It, it hurts for the fans because going 10-6 and, and not making the playoffs, especially in a year with the you know Bears being, what, 8-8 eight and eight and Washington being 7-9, it hurts. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think everything's going right for them. They had one of the best secondaries in football. Xavier Howard is arguably the best corner in football. They have mm-hmm. Byron Jones. That's secondary. I mean, I think they had the, – they, I don't know if they, they, they finished with it, but I know for uh, a good period of time they had the number one pass defense. Um, and that's saying something, I mean, for a team that was just what, five and 11 last year. I mean, they, you know, they finished out strong last year. I think they won the last few games, but no, I don't know. I, I, it sucks seeing Tua struggle yeah. later. I think Chan Gailey as offensive coordinator definitely isn't, is a part of the problem. And I, yesterday they said he was fired and apparently it was an error on ESPN. They're like, Oh, he wasn't actually fired. Evan the day, Brian Flores is like, yeah, he's staying with us. I'm like, dude, that's not, it just, it didn't feel right. Like even watching our game against the bills, so many screens and just little short throws. And it was really upsetting. Like I think two is capable more. Um, granted, look, he didn't, he does not have a lot of uh, help. Uh, Kasiki's is good and Devontae Parker and that's it yo shout out Mike Kasiki yeah Jersey man. boy Jersey Jersey guy went to school with my buddy down in uh southern regional yeah yeah, yeah. 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 shout out to Mike Kasiki my, yeah. my friend's been hyping him up for the past three years I'm like who is this guy and this year he had a great year so I was happy to see that but anyway continue continue on your part yeah um yeah no it, it, it's upsetting though they need more weapons I mean in that game it's the Bills so many drop passes too and yeah. experienced receivers um I think the draft is well, at least the start. Down the stretch, they were missing um, Kenny Stills, weren't they? Kenny Stills, no, he got traded. He oh, got no, traded. who is – no, I'm sorry. Devontae, Devontae Parker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were missing – and he was he played pretty well in the beginning of the season this year. No, he's then. good. He's, he's a really good receiver. I think he's going to be great. I think they just they need more. And, yeah, I mean, look, the two thing, it's tough. Look, if you're Miami, you have the third pick. Um, it sounds – very like reactionary, but I feel like they definitely can consider quarterback. I think they will. Cause I think, you know, and I'm against it, but I think they definitely will consider the top three quarterbacks because if there's a quarterback on the board that you think is better than the guy you have, you take him. I mean, that's just the mentality of the league now. And it's, it sucks because you just drafted two at five. Uh, but it's definitely up for consideration. If you like Zach Wilson or Justin Fields more um, you go for him and look, Dolphin fans, it sucks you missed the playoffs, but what a blessing to have a third overall pick. I mean, there's so much you can do with that. I mean, in, in a year where you were this close to making the playoffs, like, you don't have to be like, oh, man, like, we missed the playoffs and also have a bad draft pick. Like, because the Dolphins with Gase and Tannehill, they were in that limbo where they would go 8-8, eight 9-7, eight, not make the playoffs, and then have really crappy uh, draft positions. Now they have the third and 18th pick. And there's so much you can do with that. Yeah, I have a question here. Could you see this is this is something I just thought of now? Could you see the Dolphins potentially trading back, maybe to a seven, let's say a six, hmm. um, get a little bit of draft capital in there, maybe a player, and drafting the now Heisman winner Devonta Smith? 
Because that's something I could see them needing as a wide receiver. And I think Devonta Smith might be able to be the difference maker for that team. Uh, I don't think they should take him at three because I think there's a team who would really want to move up to three. To take yeah. So that could, I could see some potential there to that happen, for that to happen. Yeah, I like Devonta Smith. I'm, I'm pulling for Jamar Chase to Miami. I, mm-hmm. I think that Jamar Chase is the best receiver prospect of the past decade, at least. And everybody forgot because he opted out. So Devonta Smith, I see Devonta Smith and even Jalen Waddell um, going ahead of him. Go first, yeah. Absolutely. It's definitely Devonta Smith. Jamar so. Chase, I mean, honestly, if Miami's at three, I would take him as high as three. He's the shirt. Wow. He's yeah, no, he's, he's wow. That's so bold. goddamn good. I mean, his last year at LSU was ridiculous. If he played this year, he, I mean. So I want to ask you, though, if he gets drafted in the third round, um, and then ends up being an absolute bum. Are you gonna uh, be able to own up to your? Oh, third overall pick? Yeah, no, I'll I'll own up. I, there's no there's no way he's a bust. This is not like a Corey Davis situation. I'm gonna Jamar- hold this against you if he becomes a bust. I'm not even kidding. Okay, that's fair. You can go, <laughs> go ahead. No, but I think it's a great target for two. I think no matter what, I I agree. Devonta Smith is interesting. I do think there is this recency bias with a lot of these players. I think Devonta Smith falls in that category where we're seeing him play, so that's why we're ranking him so high. And don't get me wrong, he's great, probably a top 10 pick, uh, but we need to watch out. And that goes the same with so many prospects. Like Micah Parsons from Penn State opted out. Everybody's kind of forgetting about him. I see him in like the 15, 16s in the draft. Like, There's no way he's going to fall that far. He's a top-tier talent. Uh, Gregory Rousseau uh, from Miami is great. There's so many players in this draft that just haven't – like Trey Lance, quarterback. He played like one game this year, then he opted out. I think the – like I think teams like Miami are – they're in a – like I think Miami is a great spot just because – and I'm kind of sidetracking here, but I think they're in a great spot because at three you get best player available. Like, I think at 18, you can get a team need. I think, you know, depending on how they evaluate Sewell, I think Sewell is a great, great prospect. I think he's worth that three for them. Yeah, but, if, again, they want to go Jamar Chase or another kind of skill player, take them. Like, those positions are so valuable. Take them uh, and then go need with your second pick. I think teams kind of forget that. I think a team like – trying to think of one. Well, I, I was saying the Jets for a while. I think the Jets should trade down. They, I would get. More you know what, Sean? Before, before you even get into that, I want to save that because we're going to talk about that yeah, after the play. Yeah. I want to do that. We're going to do a look ahead. I want to talk about coaches yeah. and that, all that stuff. So we're going to get to that. No. I don't want you to get into it too soon. I know. I'm sorry. We're going to hold it up. Since we're talking about playoffs here, I think we should dive into that real quick. Let's talk about this wild card situation coming up. Um, if you're okay with that, then we can get into the draft. We get into player prospects and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. So to get to the playoffs, I kind of want to. I, I, I kind of want to. I think okay, this is how we're going to do it. Instead of going through every matchup, I kind of want to start by saying, "What is your favorite matchup? What are you looking most forward to?" And Sean, since you are my guest here today on the, on this beautiful couch or this imaginary couch, really. Right, right. I, I want to know what do you? What's your favorite matchup? What do you got going? Uh, what what game are you like? I got to turn this on. I got to get the popcorn. I got to get the uh, queso and the chips and the chicken wings. We got to put them out. Right. right. What are you going to do? What makes you want to do that this upcoming weekend? And and like I said, you're my guest. You can can go first and take this away. This is really tough because I, and I'm just going to say this real quick. When I was doing my predictions for the wild card, every game I could make a case for either team. 
Like, and I mean that, even Washington. I, I was going through every game, and I'm like, there's, there's a point for every team. There is like, okay, this team's, you know, good at this and this, even like the favorite teams. But, oh, they have this problem, and they've had losses to these teams. And it's just so – because that's the thing. This, this year, all – like the Saints, uh, Bucks, you know, uh, Packers even. Like they've had losses to, to – like bad losses to teams. And it just like – it's so hard to predict it this year. It's so hard to predict it because I feel like so many of these top-tier teams that are great are also sort of inconsistent and played down to competition sometimes. So – the match of the I'm most excited. Uh, wait, real, real quick. Yeah, I, 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 this, I, I hope this isn't a biased pick here. I just realized that uh, we got your team in there, so I feel like this. I'm this not picking. Gonna... I'm not picking. Uh, I. Not, I mean, I'm. I'm most that excited. Slow sip of water really did not give me a lot of confidence there. Right. No, I'm. I'm excited for it. Obviously, they're my favorite team, but like yeah. from an objective view, I'm not going to pick. Okay. Them. Okay. Okay. That's what I like to hear. Ah, uh, man. I, you know, I. I like all of them. If I, honestly, if I had to pick one that I'm like, I'm going to be glued to my screen, I would probably say Ravens-Titans, which Ooh. like, complicated. I mean, it's a yeah. rematch of last year, and they're on the opposite sides of the spectrum, really. Like, I, I feel like um, the Ravens have such momentum right now, um, and they're going in the game with the most momentum, while Tennessee has been kind of um, – regressing the past couple weeks like they especially against the Packers they did not look good at all uh really exposed them so and last year was kind of the opposite and I feel like the playoffs are really momentum based for the most part um so that game I'm really excited for because it's a rematch of last year the Ravens Lamar Jackson they're trying to get back uh after I mean they're, they're probably still thinking about that loss I mean they they were going in hot AFC championship at least maybe a Super Bowl win uh, and it all crumbled down. That was a hard game to watch, honestly. Uh, it was a cool upset, but, like, it was hard to watch them just play as poorly as they did. Uh, but they're doing so good right now. Uh, they're they're one, Honestly, they're one of the best teams in the league, I think. at Like, based on the past few weeks, I think they're one of the best teams in the league. Um, yeah. So, that game – I mean, every game, honestly, every game on the slate, I'm really excited for. I, I, I actually was even almost thinking of picking Washington just because I think there is upset potential there. And everybody's oh, picking yeah. – So, like, they're going to get – it's either going to be like a 48 to 10 blowout and fucking going to destroy him or Washington's going to get to Brady. Cause, and the one thing I'll say with the Bucks, most of their losses this year came against really good pass rushes. And it came when teams put pressure on Brady and forced them to make throws. And I think Washington is capable of that. I mean, they had, I know it's the Eagles, but early in the year, I think week four, uh, the Bucks had like eight or nine sacks and they destroyed them. And the Buccaneers' offensive line is good. It's not great, though. And no, I think Chase Young and company, I think they can get to him. That is a game I'm actually excited for, too. But, again, I'm excited for all of them. But yeah. Tennessee Ravens, I think, has a bit more um, weight to it just because oh, of yeah. last. I was going to say, there's, there's, there's some history to it, which makes it really interesting right. because that's obviously the team that, you know, everybody thought Lamar and Lamar and company were going to go all the way and had so much potential to make it. And I mean, they did, uh, but the Titans kind of exposed them and, and found ways to uh, stop Lamar Jackson, who was on the, the legendary run that he was. Uh, I get what you're saying. That's going to be exciting. I'm excited to see what Derrick Henry is going to be able to do because Derrick Henry, I mean, the other day, rushing for what, 223, broke 2,000 yards in the season. Dude's literally yeah. – a cheat code, like literally yeah, a cheat code. Really good. I, I wonder what the Ravens run D is, is going to be able to do against him. I mean, we saw 
the Titans, the, I mean, they got blown out by the Packers because the Packers shut Henry down. They were able to limit him, and it forced right. Tannehill to make a lot more throws than he'd want to. And I think when that happened – I mean, the thing with the Titans that sets great is really A.J. Brown and his kind of big playability. Yeah. And I think that could be the difference. Like it, you know, plays that can get – or teams that can get kind of freebies like that where they're like, you know, they can get like 60, 70-yard bombs – um, I think farewell uh, in situations like these in playoffs. And I think Titans For sure. But also the Ravens. I, I mean, you know. Lamar ever since, Jackson, yo, literally ever since the poop game, bro. Ever since that game, everybody thought Lamar Jackson. I mean, I don't think he actually did. He said it was right. just cramps. But ever that since huge. that game, bro, that was huge, literally. And, and, I mean, this is a team that, I mean, remember they cut Earl Thomas early in the year. And I think even with that said, their secondary has looked good uh, even without him. And I think that's a testament to, to that culture. And, I mean, they cut, a, you know, a, a pro baller. They cut an all-pro. Yeah. Probably a, maybe a future Hall of Famer. And it's, it's a shame. It's yeah. Just, and, I, and, I mean, they did look great the other day. I mean, it was yeah. against the Bengals without a Joe Burrow. Okay. But the secondary looked good. I mean, Marcus Peters, I, I saw, had that, that interception later on in the game in the end zone right. kind of – I mean, the game was basically sealed, but that just added a little bit of the cherry on top of the whipped cream, if you will. Yeah. So and, I mean, yeah, they look they look good against them. I thought they obviously went toe to toe with the Browns, who are a talented football team. Right. Um, right. So there is a lot of potential to this game. I think it, you know, and it really depends on, like you said, uh, Derrick Henry. And I think his consistency to be able to effectively just the team's consistency really to effectively run the football. I mean, if he goes for over a hundred yards, then they're then the Ravens aren't going to win the game. It's I think it's definitely going to go the Titans' way if he goes for over a hundred yards at least, which he could. You never know. But then there's also a chance that he gets shut down and gets held to under 70. Um, and if that's the case, then it is not going to be in the Titans' favor whatsoever. That I can distinctly say. If Derrick yeah. Henry goes below 70 yards and doesn't get a rushing touchdown, then the game is not going to be in the Titans' favor whatsoever. So I think that's something we really have to look out for is that efficiency, the consistency of that run game, and whether or not it's going to be there. Yeah, and that, and their defense. I mean, their pass yeah. rush. That's what I was going to say, too, the pass rush. Because that was kind of like – yeah, I mean, seriously, like, I, I think that's going to be the biggest problem for the Titans in in this playoffs, even if they beat the Ravens. I just, their pass rush is really, it's brutal this year. So I, I don't know how they're going to be able to contain Lamar, especially the way they've been playing. And uh, real quick, I want to make a point, too, because you talked about, um, was it the Ravens beat the Bengals or what was it? Yes, yeah, the Ravens beat the Bengals, like, this past weekend. My issue with so many of these, like, you know, teams in the playoffs, um, like Buccaneers and stuff and the Saints – like they haven't played the best teams as of late. Like they're going on these big runs later on, but they aren't against the best competition. And that's what makes this whole entire playoff really hard to predict because uh, they're, they're playing up to, you know, small competition. Yep. Um, hey, I, I, playing well though. Nonetheless playing well. And it's a good, it's good to have that momentum going in. Uh, but when you're playing these Titans, or not literally Titans, but like uh, you're yeah. playing these, you know, really great teams. I don't know how they're going to match up. I don't know how they're going to match up. No, yeah, for sure. And I think I kind of want to bring up – I kind of want to use that to segue into the teams that I want to talk about. And one team specifically is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the the matchup that I'm most excited for is that Browns-Steelers rematch because we just saw it happen this past weekend, literally. Um, And the the Browns won it 24-22. They look good. But, you know, the Steelers also were were without, you know, big Ben Roethlisberger. So we're going to kind of have to see how they compare in a game when the starters are in. I, I'm not really sure, but I think, uh, first of all, before I get too deep into that, I want to kind of bring up your point uh, when you were saying 
about teams having that easy ending to the season. And I think it was the opposite for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, if you look at their first 11 games when they went undefeated, Mickey Mouse stuff. Mickey, the only teams that they really played that was really talented, I feel like, was the uh, Titans. Otherwise, I think the Ravens as well, they played early and got a win over. Otherwise, I feel like nobody really impressed me in that first stretch of games. That There was nobody there where I was like, okay, that is a really great football team. Even when I think they beat the Browns early on. You know, I'm kind of like, you know, the Browns kind of hadn't found their way yet. And I feel like a lot of teams hadn't really found their way yet, the good teams that they beat early on. And, of course, there was all the things with shifting games because of COVID and this and that and had that affect players. I just feel like the, the Steelers really had that light, light schedule to start. And then towards the end, they really showed, I feel like, the team that they were. They kind of got exposed a little bit. I just feel like a lot of people are going to go into this playoffs um, and into this game thinking, you know, hey, the Steelers lost against the Browns, but they might be able to win here. I mean, they are a talented team, right? They, they were undefeated for so long, and I really don't feel like that's the case. I really feel like this team is really not as good as they were meant out to be. I think there's talent there for sure. And I think Ben, Ben, big Ben Roethlisberger must have been Affleck. Big Ben Roethlisberger has played well, uh, better than I actually thought, but I still think that there's a lot of areas of this team that is weak. Um, and it's really not great uh, to go into this matchup though. I think overall, it's going to be really exciting again to see that rematch that just happened. Uh, plus it's going to kind of tell us what versions of these teams are we going to get? You know, are we going to get, the Steelers team, even though, you know, I'm just saying that they played uh, easy teams, are we going to see that type of execution? Not necessarily. I don't, I don't think they're that good. But are we going to see that type of execution? Are they going to be able to execute like they did early in the season? Are we going to see a Browns team that, you know, plays consistently even with uh, missing players and possibly missing a head coach? That's a whole other storyline right there. They're probably missing Kevin Stefanski now and some other coaches. And I think you said um, Batone, right? Batone. Um, yeah, yeah, Joe Batone, yeah. Yeah, Joe Batone. Double tone. So that's that's another part of it too. And how is this team going to cope with COVID? Are they going to move it? Whatever. I think it's not until Sunday night. I think it's the last game of the wild card. Um, but so. that's all going to be super interesting. That's. I mean, again, another game I, I would have thought about saying. Um, I mean, yeah, all these games are great, really, when you look at them. I'm actually kind of excited for uh, your team. Kind of excited to see that Seahawks Rams. I feel like both teams really actually the Rams. We'll get to that in a minute. The Rams, I kind of was like a dark horse for the yeah. for that yeah. side. Um, I feel like they, they can make a deep push if they execute because they have shown flashes that they can be really good. But I'm going to overall go with the Browns and Steelers. I think that has a really interesting possibility to make re- a really good game, really good storylines going into it. There's a lot weighing into it, I think. You know, what team and, – and like I said, I think it's going to kind of determine the rest of what happens for that team and for the rest of that uh, conference moving forward in the AFC, you know, whether or not they're going to be able to execute and play consistently throughout but what do you think about that yeah i agree I, i'm interested though who do you have winning ah. see before today i had the browns right? oh. uh, because they won the other day and i get you know big ben wasn't there at this point though i might have to get to the steelers especially if kevin's defense is not there i think the steelers are probably gonna have to take it yeah i'm yeah i'm steelers yeah. i i think that that comeback win against the colts was pretty big for them i think that was kind of a statement yeah, they were like, yeah, no, this is, you know, we're a good enough team. I know we lost a couple of games against teams that we shouldn't have lost to, but um, we're a good team and Big Ben is, is playing well. And I think, you know, the Browns, like, I, I think they're great. I think it's a great story. Uh, but, I mean, they almost lost to, to Mason Rudolph. And it just and, – and, and that's what's concerning to me and the fact that the coach – Kevin Spence, 
I think will probably not be there. I mean, yeah. there's a chance. You never know with, this, with the NFL and COVID because I feel like they're just doing kind of whatever they want. You know, the football's weird, man. I mean, that might just get the Browns even more pumped in a weird way. Like, yeah. That could get you when, you, when, especially it's their first playoff game in how long, uh, against a Steelers team that, you know, has definitely not – I mean, like, granted, like, I think, again, the Colts game was big. Um, and that secondary is just – that defense overall is really great. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I like it. I think it is an interesting game. I, 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 it will suck if, if, you know, if Stefanski's not there. Uh, but it is. I, I, there's a lot riding on it. And to see the Browns in the playoffs is kind of a treat in itself. You know, I mean, we've been waiting so long to see it. Um, and, yeah, maybe I think, I think it'll be a fight. But I do think the Steelers at the end of the day are going to win it. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. That is a full I, I would love to say the Browns. I just – as of right now, I can't. I can't make that call. Um, I know. And that's the hard – it really swayed for me today with the whole Kevin Stefanski thing because I was already kind of on the fence with the fact that Big Ben – um, obviously wasn't there. They still struggled a little bit against Mason Rudolph, who isn't really that great, all that, you know, he's really not that all that great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think it makes for a really interesting game. Will the Browns be able to compete even though they're missing pieces? Are they going to get juiced up because like, Hey, we just beat them or the Steelers going to be like, listen, they just beat us. So let's, now that we got our boys back, we got our full squad here. Let's go get a win. Right. Right. You know? I totally agree. It's going to be a good matchup. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, and now that, that kind of makes me want to ask you, though, who do you like kind of from each – from the AFC and the NFC? Who do you like really to make it um, all the way to the Super Bowl, to the Big Bowl? Um, man. Uh, I, I mean, how, about, how about you give me AFC first and give me NFC? AFC – I'm going Chiefs. I, look, I think that they have – they haven't played as well as we'd like them to lately, but I think once the playoffs come around, they're going to – tear shit up i just i think because like in my predicts like they have they play the ravens and i think it's a really good matchup i think that'd be a great game in the divisional round but i just i think the chiefs are just they're too good and i think in the playoffs they're going to be that much better um and you know I, look bills make a compelling argument uh i think the telling sign is going to be how they play against the colts which is not a good matchup for them, by the way. Honestly, if I'm a Bills Colts fan, Colts are a good team. Colts are deceptively pretty good team. They've had they've had like some weird spots. Yeah, yeah. Phil Rivers is not doing great, but like that defense is interesting. It, yeah. it Josh Allen can't get going. I mean, we saw last year. What was it? The Bills who did they lose to in the wildcard last year. They they like I think they 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 had the lead and then the other team came in and took it from him. I can't think of who they played. Let's so was it the Titans? Because the Titans – Oh, in the wild card. Because yeah. yeah, the Titans made it deep. That's right. That's right. It might have been. I, that was just, you know, it is what it is. But the, I don't know. Bills are definitely a better team, and I think they're really well coached. I think it's going to be a Chiefs-Bills AFC championship. I think the Chiefs are just – it sucks because it's like the lazy pick. Like it's kind of yeah. like the pick to make, but I think it's just – I think it's going to happen. Although, again, like there have been games this year where the Chiefs just did not look like themselves, uh, especially as of late. But I think they're going to they're going to take care of business and make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, I'll comment then on the AFC too. I think um, I, I get what you're saying. I definitely think the Chiefs are the favorites to go because just because of you know how well they played all year, they only lost one game really. Um, so I think yeah, obviously they're the favorite. I I think the Bills, like you said, make the most compelling argument to make it if it's not the Chiefs. I think I, – I, I'm actually excited if the Bills do make it all the way for that rematch. The, the Chiefs are weird to me because I feel like – and this is not anybody. This is completely objective. They have had rough spots 
um, that I feel like have kind of gone unnoticed just because of all the hype that have been around them going into the season and because, you know, they just won the Super Bowl and all, and everybody loves Patty Mahomes. But I feel like the, the team has had some weird spots where they didn't look too great. I mean, they almost lost to the Chargers early in the season. They lost to the Raiders, almost lost to us twice. Yeah. They didn't even make the playoffs, you know. And, I mean, that's, that's partially our fault because of consistency and lack of defense. But our defense is pretty freaking terrible for the Raiders. And they still find a way to stop Patrick Mahomes and his offense early and expose that defense. And I think that's the really the, the weirdest thing about the team and the, the area where they struggle the most is that defense. It, it's shown to really struggle at times during the season. And I think that that really might let that team down is that defense and their ability, especially when it comes to the secondary. Teams have found ways to throw right. kind of pretty well against them. And I also think that um, – Patrick Mahomes, I read a stat recently, has thrown the most dropped interceptions in the NFL. So the most interceptions dropped by a defender. And I think it was something crazy, like around 16, I want to say. Um, And I could be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure it was 16, which is crazy. And, you know, how could that change a game? And I feel like, again, the offense um, has at times been a little inconsistent. I mean, they're still incredible. They're still literally one of the best offenses in the league but have shown a little bit of inconsistencies. And I think that the defense has been pretty weak. And if a Bills team, especially that Bills offense, that has shown to be pretty well, pretty good um, with the way Josh Allen is playing. Josh Allen's been playing out of his mind and Stefan Diggs is great. And they looked really great this past weekend. I think to see them in that offense, have they might have the ability to uh, ex- expose the Chiefs through the air, uh, def- like offensively versus defensively, you know, through the air. So we'll see. I think that the, the, the Bills, I think, have the best chance out of anyone in the AFC to kind of compete there and, and kind of take over and, and win and make it to the Super Bowl. And the Bills, you know, they're getting pretty hot right now. They got that that momentum and everything. And I feel like the Chiefs really, like I said, they I feel like they've gone unnoticed and kind of forgotten because people just expect them to be good and they haven't actually looked at what the team has done. So I don't know. We'll see. I think that has a lot of potential, but those two teams I think are my two favorites though. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are interesting, though, because, I mean, that Falcons game was pretty telling where, I mean, their offense put up, like, 17 points. Falcons had a chance to tie it up at the end. Uh, but it really was the Chiefs' defense that, that showed up. Uh, I mean, the secondary, Ladarius Sneed, looked great. Like, that, that, that secondary was, was – as, as poor as they've been at times, I feel like even – and it happened last year, their defense really started to come into its own at the end and then into the playoffs. Last year, they're, I mean, last year, all, their defense looked historically bad at times like their defense just looked really brutal and then they came in the playoffs and their defense played great and i think that's why i'm i'm expecting the chiefs to go to the super bowl uh and also look yes they've had a lot of close games and they've played down at times but they still went 15 and 1 and like i think the the message there is that they won games regardless if it was good or not regardless of the competition they still won uh and again their one loss came to the raiders uh, that's crazy it. to think about. That's crazy to think about because they could have went undefeated for sure. Yeah. And the Raiders were the one team that got him. That's kind of crazy. That's so satisfying. Even though we didn't make the playoffs, that's just satisfying. Yeah, I know. That's, that's got to be – especially if they go on to win the Super Bowl. It's like, yeah, we were the one team that beat them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, no, I, I think the Chiefs are, are, are definitely the favorite. I do think Bills are a close second. I will say if the Ravens beat the Titans and beat the Chiefs, they're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, I, yeah. Ravens are my dark horse for this year. I think just because of how good they've been playing lately, mm-hmm. I think this is – like, I think they're playing 
kind of similar. I mean, they remind me of what they were last year in the regular season. Like they were like I when I watch them play, I'm like, holy crap! Like they yeah. really got it figured out. So uh, that's my dark horse. I, honestly, the, the, I like the NFC more in this playoffs just because there's. I feel like. I feel like there really isn't a sure thing. Like Packers, yeah. all these teams are great, but like I feel like there isn't really a sure thing. AFC, I feel like Chiefs, Bills, for the most part, and then the Ravens kind of can creep in there. The other teams, I'm not really confident in. I don't. I'm not confident in Titans. Not confident in the Colts. Uh, I'm missing a team for sure. Who am I missing? Oh, the Steelers and the. Oh, and the Browns. Browns. I yeah. just don't feel confident in those two teams to really go far. I mean. Especially the yeah Browns and Steelers. I mean, whoever wins that game, I still think are probably going to lose uh, yeah. in the divisional round. But, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm you know the wild cards are always exciting because it really tells you who these teams are, um, and it really gives you kind of insight into to how they're going to play for the rest of the playoffs. And you know, so I'm excited. Yeah. Now, well, talking about the NFC, you said you're excited for that. Tell me, who, what yeah. matchup? Yet, what, what what do you see? What do you see happening? What do you, who do you see going the farthest? I, I know you just threw out the Packers. I don't know if you're going to go with the Packers. I have no idea. Out. I have no idea. Mm. I have no, this literally NFL, no idea. I literally can't even make a pick. I would – okay, I'll give you a pick. I'm okay, gonna, give me one Give me one I'm pick. Packers. I'm going to say the Packers. Just because they've been playing so well and Aaron's just ridiculous. But um, it, all these teams are the, – the Packers had that loss against Indianapolis. Uh, and over time they lost 34-31. And I watched the game – and it was one of the last drives of the game. I think it was in the fourth quarter. The Packers defense had, and I swear to God, like seven or eight straight penalties in a row consecutively. I've never seen so many penalties in my life. And there was such a lack of discipline. I'm like, is this team really that great? And they've won every game since. And they've won convincingly for the most part. And I, I definitely think they have the most momentum going in right now, just the way they played. But again, there have been times like they got blown out by Tampa Bay by four touchdowns. It, there's just like little things like that where I'm like, man, like, and what were wrong? You look into it, they couldn't stop the run. And that's been the biggest problem with the Packers thus far. It's like the run defense has been now, by the way, the run defense has been solid the past few games, actually, even if they, you know, haven't played like the greatest teams, like they have played well against the run, but in the games that they lost their, their run defense was really poor. And it was kind of like, like they lost to the bucks and the Vikings. And yeah, I remember that Bucks one was the Bucks one was bad too. Right, right. And I don't know. I just, and especially against the Colts too. Like, I'm pretty sure Phil Rivers like lit him up for the most part. And again, it could just been a bad game on their part. It definitely could have been. But I don't know. Again, and and you go through the list. You go through the Saints. You know, uh, kind of like again, they went what twelve and four. Really good. Mm -hmm. But they had games where they just didn't look good. Like, and my biggest emphasis with all these teams, by the way, is the run. I think if these teams, if the Packers, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, if they play well, if Alvin Kamara plays well, if the Saints can run the football, I think they'll be okay. I think the Saints are probably, again, my second pick. I know it's the Saints, and history tells us they're not going to go far. I don't care. They have the best roster in football, I, I would argue. And I think, like – with New Orleans, they're uh, – what's it called? They – I think they lost – they lost to Philly recently. They lost to Philly and KC recently. Those were their last two losses, I think. Both those games, they ran the ball terribly. And you put pressure on Breeze to make plays. Or Taysom Hill, I think, was in the game against Philly. Um, but I think the run game is, is the key for a lot of these teams. Even the Buccaneers, 
Like the Buccaneers, Ronald Jones, when he plays well, when him and Fournette are running the ball well, yep. look great because you're not putting that much pressure. You're not having Brady throw 50 balls a game. I mean, the guy's in his 40s. And we saw even, I think, in the last playoffs when, with the Patriots when they lost, you had Brady throwing so much, and there's so much that he can do. And I think the Buccaneers, uh, yeah, since it, even weird to, even the Bears, I think even their key, they're playing the Saints. I think if David Montgomery has a good game, I think if you can run the ball, yeah, again, take pressure off of Trubisky. Don't make him run the show. That's not the kind of player he is. And that Bears defense is talented. Like, I think they're, they can put up a fight against the Saints. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they're – No, I think they'll put up a fight. That could, um, be, that could be an interesting upset, to be honest with you. It could happen. Look, it, it could happen, I'm, honestly, with any of these teams, honestly. I mean, the Saints lost to Philly recently. That's not a good – that's not a good loss, man. That's yeah. a really brutal way to lose. And I haven't mentioned the Seahawks or the Rams because I don't know how to feel about it. Um, I'll give you this real quick. Do you, right? May I take it when you're done? I'll, I'll take that one. Yeah, for, for sure. This is what I'll say. The Rams, Goff might not play. Uh, they're going to have John Wolford, I think, who's mobile. But, uh, obviously, it's Wolford. Seattle has been really annoying because, honestly, so Russell Wilson starts the season historic. I mean, one of the best seasons we've ever seen. Like, he was on pace to have one, like, a historic year. Yeah. Uh, and our defense was historically bad. Uh, past six weeks, uh, I don't know if it's total yards or whatever, but uh, we have the best defense in the league. Statistically, in the last six games, we have the best defense in football. And that's pretty much ever since we got Carlos Dunlap. Mm. Uh, that trade. That was huge. Yeah, that was Adam's huge. Adams coming back. He was out for four games. Him coming back. He has, like, I think finished with nine and a half sacks. Crazy. Uh, we hope he's healthy for Saturday. He's, he's, they're saying he's a game-time decision. But I think Jamal is going to play. Yeah, he, he's the type of player that would want to play, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a weird matchup. It's funny. When, you know, we won and they said, oh, we're, we're playing the Rams. I was actually happy. Like, I was like, oh, I like this matchup. We beat them, like, 20 to 9. Mm-hmm. We shut them down. Golf looked bad. Got injured, I think, halfway through the game. But regardless, we played really well in defense. The biggest problem with Seattle right now is the offense. There, there's no – this is lethargic. Like, they, they, yeah. not, like, Russ is not the same. He's making really weird throws. Yeah, he's not made some far. very questionable throws, really, in these past not, few no, weeks. Mid-season, he was throwing a lot of picks and was making a lot of bad decisions. He's cleared that up, but he hasn't been nearly as good as he was in the beginning of the year. It's just not – I mean, he had, like, you know, 190-yard game, 200-yard game. Uh, and the run game hasn't been that great. And that's what's kind of worrying me. We didn't have Hyde last week, so that definitely didn't help. And I think right. if Hyde plays next week, that's a good one-two punch of him and Carson. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about the Rams game, actually. I think they, they have upset potential, for sure, and we've lost them plenty of times. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I actually like the matchup, especially if Goff's not playing. Even if he is, I think our defense has been so stellar lately. It sucks that we finally figured out our defense and then our offense goes to shit. Uh, immediately after it's really yeah. strange i've never really seen anything like it where it just completely flip-flop like if we had the offense we Both. had the first five games yeah with the defense we have now i mean we go 15 and one we go 14 and two. Oh, I mean, so, whoa I mean, we four with what we had i mean we wouldn't have lost a game against the giants if our yeah. offense played well we abs- our defense was stellar that game i know it's the giants but they still look really great uh we lost that game because our offense struggled against the giants uh, and, you know, 
it's not even the offensive line that much. You know, everybody, like even Colin Coward, all these analysts still like the offensive line. The offensive line has played pretty well. I mean, I'm, I have to look up the statistics, but for most of the season, we had one of the best pass screens out of any offensive line. Like, they gave Russ time. They just weren't getting open. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, DK, I, I think is good. I will say, and I want to address this because he's mm-hmm. got a lot of hype over the years since we last talked. Uh, I never thought he was elite. Like, everybody has him stacked up. Like, I remember there was a lot of lists coming out early in the year, too. Like, oh, he's a top five receiver. And as a Seahawks fan, as a big fan of him, I was like, no. Yeah. He time. He's, his hands aren't there yet. He still needs to work on his hands. Uh, he, he, has, he has the potential because of his size and his speed. He absolutely has potential. Uh, but I don't think he's, like, a star yet. I think – like, I remember when he went up against Jalen Ramsey – it was this big marquee blockbuster event. Oh, Jalen Ramsey versus DK. I'm like, oh, Jalen's probably going to shut his ass down. It's Jalen Ramsey. Is that good? Right, right. And people were shocked. I'm like, no, man. DK's in his second year. Yeah, literally. Fourth overall Still pick. learning. Still learning. Still learning. And, yeah, he's had a few drops, and it's upsetting, but he's going to learn from it. I mean, Devontae Adams, when he started out, he dropped everything. They even had a nickname for him. It was like Devontae. I don't know. I forget what the nickname was. But he dropped so many passes, and now Adams is arguably the best receiver in football. So that can absolutely be taught. He absolutely can learn from that. But I never really bought that. And, you know, the past couple weeks he hasn't been, you know, he hasn't had, you know, a lot of big plays or anything. But I here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping Russell just – I don't know. He has to enter, like, the avatar state or something. <laughs> And like, he, but he, he needs to go off because there's so much a defense can do. Uh, I mean, even last week um, against the 49ers, yeah. I mean, that was, we had to come back. Uh, we literally had a fourth and goal. Uh, great pass to Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, by the way, 100 catches this year. Uh, he's been stellar. He's been absolutely stellar. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the fact that we were that close to the 49ers is kind of upsetting. Um, but we need yeah. to, again, I think establish the run game. I think that's huge. We haven't been doing that lately. I mean, we've had Rashad Penny back in. The guy's like 240 pounds now. He gained some weight when he was recovering, not playing the same. Chris Carson really hasn't looked that great. We need to get that back um, because I think if Russ can kind of get in the zone again, um, establish a run game, because I don't, you know, the whole let Russ cook thing. Yeah worked for the first few games and then i think teams were like okay drop a couple safeties and coverage yeah no literally because and what i want to mention too is like when the seahawks were so great and when they made those deep that deep run and made the super bowl it's because they had marshawn they had that running back consistent running back presence and you know you're saying for the rest of the the division needs that as well i mean every team needs that consistent running back presence. i feel like that's something that's really been missing from the seahawks and that's kind of why they've had struggles here and there is because I feel like it's, it's not even about the, the talent not being there because the talent is there. It's just the lack of consistency because of injuries. Um, you know, yeah. last, last year you guys lost everybody. And then now this year. We lost three running backs. Yeah, exactly. That was, you know, and, and we still won a, a playoff game, which is pretty bizarre. Yeah, um, exactly. Almost beat the Packers too. That was a close game. But yeah, no, I, I just think, you know, I'm optimistic about the Rams game. If we lose, we don't deserve to move on. That's how I'm going to yeah. look at it. Like we lose to John Wolford, that it is what it is. We deserve to lose. And it sucks, but and I don't even know where we go from there. I don't even know what the yeah. future is like. But no, I, I'm I'm confident, and I think you know. I think the following week we play the Saints. I want to say, 
it's an interesting matchup. I, again, when I did my predictions, I was trying to see how far Seattle could go. I think I had them losing to the Saints in the the, the, uh, the divisional round. Yeah. But again, like I said before, these big team Saints Packers, they've lost games to. Yeah. Teams. No. Yeah. Of course. I don't I, know. There's just no consistency there, so it's hard to predict. No, exactly. That's that's a tough because I literally feel like out of all these matchups, any team can win. Any yeah. team can win. Even like you, you were, we were talking about before the Washington football team. I feel yeah, like I think there's a the Bucks. I think there's a chance there. I mean, there's a chance someone could beat the Packers because it happened. Um, but I think the Packers are definitely my top pick just because of the way that they've played all year. I mean, their defense is pretty solid. De- Devontae Adams playing yeah. out of his mind, literally playing out of his mind this season. He's really one of the only receivers that Aaron Rodgers has. Um, his best, obviously, but one of his most consistent. And Devontae Adams is playing absolutely incredible. Aaron Rodgers playing really well, better than yeah. I actually thought he was going to this year. I mean, I've always loved Aaron Rodgers, but playing better than I even thought. Um, my dark horse, so, like, that's the Packers. So, obviously, I, I think I'd choose the Packers there. My dark horse, I think, would have to be the Rams if Jared yeah. Goff is playing. Um, just because I feel like a lot of people slept on them this year because, you know, obviously two years ago they made it to Super Bowl. Then last year they had a lot less than stellar year. They really did not do so great. They looked a little weary, and I feel like the situation they had with a lot of the free agent pickups that gave them not much money to move and a lot of guys were aging, but I feel like they really cleaned it up this year and they actually have been quietly pretty good. Uh, And listen, I know they lost to the Jets, right? That's definitely a big stain on their season, but I think that they are still a pretty good football team. And I think that if they get hot, they have the potential to make a deep run. Now, I don't think they're going to go all to the Super Bowl, mind you. But I think they have uh, at least potential to make it to maybe, maybe to a championship game. Uh, that's a big maybe. But I think there's potential there. And, again, it depends if golf plays. If golf doesn't play, then I can't really see them moving past it's, Seattle. It's that's the weird thing. Really, it's really tough, man. I mean, we got away. We beat them 20 to 9. They're all, yeah. all terrible. But they just looked that much worse. And that was with golf. Yeah. I think the whole game. So, I don't know. The Rams are tough. I get it because their defense is that good. Yeah, they are um, great. And they got great coaching. I think that's that's a big key too. But I don't know. The, the, the Rams are tough. I mean, look, if they beat us, I'll give them credit and I'll root for them. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'm happy with the matchup. I'm happy to see how I got the matchup with them. I would rather play them. Oddly enough, I said – I forget who I said this to, but I honestly said I'd rather play the Rams than the Bears, which is weird. But I have this weird inkling that the Bears would – get to Wilson and I would and we wouldn't be I don't know I feel like Mitch Trubisky yeah. would have like a career day and yeah. it would, that would no that would kill me that would kill knowing me. that it knowing that Mitch Trubisky like yeah. took, it, took it home on you and went all in well that's and, a, uh, said it had a career Wolford, day. Though. like the memes are like, we're gonna lose to John Wolford I'm like we totally are I think that's possible no I don't know it's really tough I think um Rancher you know dark, the dark horse I think in a, I think AFC has more dark horses you know that you can choose from. I even think the Colts, Titans, like they're all really good teams. The NFC, you have like Washington, which they're seven and nine. Uh, even if they beat um... Buccaneers, yeah, Buccaneers too. I keep seeing Buccaneers uh, Super Bowl predictions. Yeah, Super Bowl. I think they could lose, man. Like I'm not picking. Them I think up. they can lose in the first I round, like we've said. I mean, it would take Washington. Well, now they're now they're also without Mike Evans too. They just Mike Evans just got hurt the other day. Right, right. So that so, dude, I don't know. It's, a lot of people have been talking about Brady and like the way that Brady's played. I think that's a, like more of a credit to just how powerful that offense is. And listen, I give Brady credit for throwing a football at the age of forty three. That's impressive. 
But, I mean, you look at his offense having, you know, Chris Godwin, and then you got Antonio Brown, and then you got – They're loaded. And, They're loaded. Fully loaded. Fully loaded. Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. Uh, even though, you know, you have O.J. Howard, who I like, and Gronk. Even though Gronk's not the same Gronk he was – Still a fully little offense where literally every single person on the field has to be covered if they're not the offensive line. But look, man, that's what I mean. This Washington front is so good that they can not only rush Brady, but I think they yeah. can stop Jones and Fournette. And I if you stop that, you force Brady to throw. And the Washington, look, their secondary is not great. But Kendall Fuller looks really, really good. And I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Washington could be I'm that. I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. It's exciting. Dude. If there is one – team that I would love to see win next week. I mean, Washington's definitely up there. Yeah. I would love to see Chicago because the Packers have been – like, or not the Packers, the Saints have been doing so good. I feel like it would be so – like, I think it's, it sucks for Saint fans. I feel like it would be so fitting for the Saints to lose to Mitchell Trubisky. Like, to oh, see yeah. the Bears make – like, winning the wild card would be absolutely ludicrous. I think they would play the Packers, which would be so funny. Yeah. It would be so good. I would love to see that matchup. Them and Washington. I'm fighting for Chicago and Washington. I would love to see them win. Because, I, uh, especially, yeah. wa- especially Washington, though, because of Rivera and because of I, that's Yeah, I really actually kind of want to see Washington make a, like a deep push. And they're not a Super Bowl team, but I would love to see them make a push. Alex I mean, Smith, Ron Rivera. I mean, they could definitely lose by like 40, but they can also win by three. That's what I'm going to say. I, look, I think Washington – I actually haven't even really looked at their schedule fully. I don't even know if they have any, like, huge wins where you were like, holy shit, they won that game. Regardless. Well, I the, think Steelers, they, the Steelers was the big one. They beat undefeated Steelers. That's right, though. That was that, a crazy game. That was big, crazy. Right? Because Big Ben looked like shit. Yeah. Big Ben looked that off they couldn't run the football. Yeah. If you can stop Brady that way, it's at least going to be a really good game. I think that game is actually really – I might change it. Now you're excited. Is that your pick? Is that your pick now, the official? AFC pick. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Washington. Washington. Okay. Uh, Bucks is gonna be my favorite game. That's your everybody NFC else, pick. Yeah. Everybody else is gonna have it as their last. They're like not yeah. even gonna watch it. And then I'm like, no, that is my game right there. And, I don't know. Look, Washington didn't even play well against Philly. They almost lost. I get it. But man, I would love to see Alex Smith win. That'd be great. Awesome. That'd be awesome, awesome. dude. Like, come on. Awesome. Uh, I mean, against the Bucks too. Who have, who have they didn't win their division obviously, but they have so much hype. And they have so, so many aspirations to just – and I like Brady. I mean, I, I think he is – I think he's been hated for a long time. And I think this year – that's why I'll give Brady. This year proved that it wasn't Belichick. I, I honestly got to believe that. I think right, they were, it proved that, um, you know, a, a high – a literally an elite offense um, can make anybody good. Uh, totally disagree. Look, he obviously has weapons. But I think the fact that Brady succeeded with Buccaneers team – who obviously their defense has improved, but it's obviously, I wouldn't say a top five defense or anything, but he's been able to win. And Brady looks great. I honestly got, he's, if, if I had an MVP ballot, he would be my number three right behind Rogers and, and Allen, because he's really has played. Stop. I know stop. You're nauseating me. Stop. I know. I know. I can't take this Tom Brady hype. I can't take this. I want you to be safe. I think you are. I might have to make a video now of me just ranting about but Tom Brady and why I don't think he's that great. Like, the argument was, like, with Belichick that he won with Brian Hoyer. Like, he went 10-6 with Brian Hoyer, or he did really well with these back quarterbacks. Uh, they, he went, what, 6-10? and 10 with- So, so I, would, I would completely agree um, if it wasn't for two things. Okay. One, so many players set out for the Patriots 
like Belichick lost a lot of starters too to free agency in the offseason. Yeah. I mean, there there was troubles with COVID. Cam was out here and there. And then Cam really didn't play that well anyway. Um, so it was kind of weird. But I still think that team had potential. And then, you know, with all the lost players or whatever. When it comes to the Brady side of things, again, I feel like that offense is literally elite. But um, he looks good. Literally elite. Literally he looks elite. like he's making really good throws and he's having really good games. Listen, he's making good throws, but I'm literally every single person on the field is a threat. There's no one that lines up on the field where you're like, they, okay, this guy doesn't have potential to make a play here because they right. literally all have potential to make a play every single time. Right. Well, They're all okay. so good. They're, and tell me, tell me, tell me honestly, all top three of their wide receivers could be a number one on, most, on a lot of teams, have the potential to be a number one. Maybe Chris Brown. Godwin, maybe maybe Chris Godwin could be like a sub one, like in between a one and a two, but he still could be a number no, one. Godwin, Godwin could definitely be a one. I think. I think Mike Evans could be a one. AB could be. AB has and can be a one. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I think they have a great team around him, but I, I still think he looks. I think he's important. Played well for being 43. Um, I'm just not fully impressed. I don't know, man. I disagree. I'm just not fully impressed. I think he's straight playing well. Seriously, I'd have him number three. I'd I'd have him because I think he really has shown me that that he can succeed. I mean, seriously, that was a big question. Can he succeed for another team regardless of his weapons? We all knew he was going to have a good offense. uh, But was he going to perform well? And he has. I will say this, though, and I think that's what makes the the Packers, Saints, and Bucks so interesting is the Buccaneers killed the Packers – like 38-10 or something like that. Or I think it was 30-10. Saints and then the Saints beat the Bucks like, what, 38-3 to or something like that? They swept them, yeah. So, I think this season. And they killed them. They killed them that game. Brady had, like, three picks or something. So, I don't know. I love I, – those three teams are really interesting. I, 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 again, sure. I think this is, this is a really great wild card. I think, I think this is going to be really interesting. Um, and I'm happy the way it worked out. Like, I would – it would have sucked if the Steelers got the number one seed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just would have felt like they didn't, like Chiefs and the Packers deserve it. Yeah, I think sure. they were the teams that they deserve the first round by and have. And I love, I love the new format. I love the seven teams. Me too. I think it's more fun. I think the I think the Bears could put up a fight against the Saints. Uh, you know, I think the Colts can put up a fight against the Bills. Like I think, you know, I think it's inter- Those are interesting matchups for number two. Like I would not like to be either team because I think the Bears again they have momentum going in. I know they lost the Packers. Um, sucks, but it's also the Packers. They're a really good football team. I think maybe yeah. the Bears can learn from their mistakes. The only the only problem is, real quick, uh, Rokon Smith is yeah. doubtful. Okay, that's gonna hurt. That's, that's gonna hurt. That's that he's that's like the anchor for that defense essentially. He's, yeah, man, yeah, he is huge. If he can play though, if he can play, then you know, I don't know, I don't know. That that's we'll Chicago. Interesting. interesting. I yeah, I think the Bears have at least an upset in them. Just one. Just one against the Saints. They I would love the game. upsets this year. I mean, obviously not the Rams, but like yeah. honestly, like if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Yeah. You know, I would yeah. like I, I, the the uh, NFC has so much potential for upsets this year. Yeah. it's yeah. gonna be fun. But you know, I'd like to to take a moment here to acknowledge uh, what we've done today on the show, and it's past Christmas, and I get that. But really, what this has been is our our own NFL Christmas Carol, if you will. We we did a look back. Our, our own couch coach, Christmas Carol, if you will, you see. And, and let me elaborate here. What we've done is we've taken a look back on our past podcast, The Ghost of Christmas Past. Mm-hmm. We've looked at the present and the, and, and the NFL playoffs, right? That's our present, Ghost of Christmas Present. And now what we're going to do is look into the future. What are all these teams that didn't go to the, the playoffs? What are they going to do now that the offseason is coming? 
what could we see them doing? What moves could they be making? You know, you kind of dipped your tone to this a little bit with Sam Darnold. And I think we should use that as our starting point there to kick off uh, Sam Darnold and what we think should happen. If you, if you don't mind, may I, may I, may I kind of take this away? Yeah, go for it. So what I think is Sam Darnold uh, should stay as the starting quarterback for the Jets. I think that's the smart choice to make. I think Sam Darnold has a lot of talent and he's shown that on a team that is pretty God awful, pretty horrendous. And he's shown that he can make plays and that he kind of wants to play and be there, which is something that most players don't want to do is be there and Jets, but he's shown he wants to. Um, and I think that they don't really need to go out and grab a quarterback, whether it be Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence or, or whoever falls or Trask Wilson whoever falls there. I kind of don't think that's the need. And I'm always, I've always been a fan of yes, best player available, but I'm also a huge fan of addressing your need. I think that's super important is getting the best player available that addresses your need. And I really don't see quarterback being a need for this team. I really think what they should do is kind of trade back build some draft capital, maybe get a player or two out of the draft, out of the trade, um, you know, trading back. And I think that by then, you know, then they could really address a need, pick some good position players that they really, really need. Uh, I think that that's the best option there because why would you get a quarterback if you don't need one? But I think, again, that's all going to depend on coaching. And we could talk about that too, whether they get the uh, enemy or whoever, or Urban Meyer's been talked about a little bit. And Urban Meyer today, I don't know if you saw this, Sean, Urban Meyer asks to be paid uh, $12 million a year. Obviously, he's following in the footsteps of John Gruden and wanting that big, hefty paycheck to get him off his couch coaching again. All right, terrible decision. Terrible decision. Uh, Urban Meyer, or what, what are you saying? You're trying to bring up John Gruden here? Is that what's going on? You can continue. It, oh, thank you for your permission. I, I feel like there was some John Gruden, some John Gruden slander coming out there. And, no, 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 and no, 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 no. Of course not. Yeah, I, I know you love John. I know I know you'd pay him more than that, even because I know you love John Gruden. And I, and I would get Mike Mayock from NFL Network to be my. Of team. course, hey, say what you will, he's done a great job. That man has done a great job so far. Farrell, that's <laughs> all right. All right, all right. hey, he's gonna be a crucial piece next year. Buddy. And you know what's sad? Um, he's actually been probably one of the highest graded defensive players on our team this year, and that's, that's just as you guys are still going edge, going edge in the draft. Yeah, yeah we no, no, but Green's good. No, but I, I, yeah, Urban Meyer. Yeah, so the whole Urban Meyer thing, and that's all going to depend because also, I think the the Justin Fields uh, performance really shakes things up. And I don't think the Jets are going to maybe take him. Uh, maybe they will, depending on what Urban Meyer likes. He formerly Ohio, but I think that the Justin Fields thing is really going to shake things up a lot because what if some team watched it and was like, oh. I'm in love with him now. I'm in love with Justin Fields. He's our guy for the future. Let me go out and take him. You know, someone like – no, I'm not going to call it. Anyway, I'll open the floor to you, though. What do you think? Do you think Justin Fields has shaken it up a little bit, that somebody could maybe move up and that the Jets could move back and let a team that's hungry for Justin Fields pop on up there in the number two spot? Do you think the Jets go with a quarterback? Um, and like I said, the coach situation, how do you think that affects it? Um, yeah, so Jets are interesting. The past couple months, I've been of the belief that they should trade down, get assets, keep Darnold. I'm now, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm completely flip-flopping to, to them drafting a quarterback, but what I will say is you hire a new head coach and you tell them, here's a fourth-year guy, fourth-year? They're a fourth-year guy um, that has shown sparks but also has – kind of struggled uh 
get at it. Like, I, I feel like as a head coach, I, I want – Get at it. I get Just it. Go for it, yeah. Go for it, bud. Uh, no, I want to – you know, if I'm a new head coach, you might say, hey, man, we got the second pick. Give me a quarterback. Um, yeah. My that's opinion, what I'm saying. I think that really is what, what's going to determine it. But, yeah. Right. It depends on the head coach. I think once we get an idea of who the head coach is, you know, we'll figure it out. I, I know Urban Meyer is probably – you know, they're – the Jags are considering him. I think it's a terrible – it's just such a step back uh, if they did that. If any team gets him, I think it's it's not a good decision at all. Um, there's so many great options out there uh, for the Jets, right? So I'll start with coach for the Jets, Robert Sala. Um, he was with Seattle when we won our Super Bowl. Uh, really great guy. Uh, everybody reveres him. Pete Carroll says so he's one of the best you know guys he's ever worked with. 49ers defense, I mean, has been amazing under him. Yeah. Uh, I think that's exactly what the Jets need. And I know Jet fans are going to say, oh, but our offense is what's struggling. I still think you can start with that defense because that defense is also struggling. Uh, and I think you get Robert Sala. You get a guy who's going to be really charismatic, really passionate, a great leader. That's what the Jets need. I think it's what they desperately need, uh, regardless of, of what they even do with the draft or anything. I think you get Robert Sala. I think that's yeah. a great great decision um i heard that they were interested was it the, oh, the enemy it was somebody that i didn't like bill cower no it was i don't want to say jason garrett because i don't think that no, was the, jason garrett was for the chargers oh that's i love that hey get I, you like that i love that yeah yeah take him jason garrett sucks so yeah man that would be a terrible decision for the Chargers. Yeah, that'd, that'd be terrible. That's such an awful, I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, but yeah, Jets, I don't know. I just, I, I, I hope they make, I think that the Bills offensive coordinator, Bill, uh, pun number, what's his name? I forget his name. Um, he's in the discussion. I think uh, Arthur Jones, maybe from the Falcons, their offensive coordinator, I think. I think mm. he's in the discussion too. There's a couple guys that the Jets are interviewing now. I, look, I just think you, you go for a leader. You go for a leadership type. Yeah. And I think in the draft, look, I'm not high on Justin Fields. Um, no. as much as I, I don't really like him that much, but I think there are going to be at least two teams that are going to be yeah. kind of high on him after the recency bias kind of deal. From what yeah, I think worth a shot for a team. I still – I like him. I just think that game against Clemson is going to overshadow and it's going to cloud a lot of his flaws. Oh. And I, think I agree. That's my biggest problem. Like his game against Northwestern the week before was terrible. Like I think he had fifty percent completion percentage, like one hundred and twenty yards. Like just a bad game. And he is a dual threat guy. Uh, I'm just I'm not convinced from what I've seen yet that he's he's a top three pick. But with the Jets, if you think that Fields or Zach Wilson or even Trey Lance are better than Darnold, I, you you go for it. I mean, it's you know it's. Because I would like to see him go, even Sewell, build that offensive line. I, I would like to see him go Jamar Chase. Yeah. Uh, even Micah Parsons, even like get some, or, or Patrick Sertain, you know, get, get a, you know, a nice corner. I don't know. There's so many ways he can go, and that's why I like them trading down. I don't like them trading down too low, though. Like, I think, I think Panthers at eight are interesting. I think if they like Fields, that would be – that's interesting. That could be really interesting. That spot, I think the Falcons from four, if the Falcons want to move from Matt Ryan or have a guy sit under him for a year, you know, I mean, the guy, Matt Ryan, I mean, the cap for him and Julio is huge. I think Julio might move this year. Um, yeah. By the way, side note, 
I would love Julio to go to Miami. I think that's such a great trade for Miami. They have the that would be beautiful. That would be beautiful. You're a guru. Let me tell you I, that. Like give Miami can give them the 18th pick or something. I mean, seriously, they have the cap to do it. I would love it. But uh, Jets, yeah, trade down eighth at the most. I don't think you go even the Broncos at nine are like, hey man, <laughs> like we really, <laughs> we really like the Zach Wilson here. Just, or Trey Lance is the big arm. He's totally up Elway's yeah. alley. No, I don't know. I think Jets because you still want to land a good player. You still want to land. Uh, I would argue, like, I would love to see Jamar Chase in New York. Um, I mean, I'm just such a big Jamar Chase. I, I could tell. He's second time. I, I just think that's such a – that's what I think New York needs. I think they need a guy that they can rely on for the next, like, decade or so. Um, but I think you do need a, the right coach, too. Yeah. Um, and, look, I think the best – I think Jets moving on from Gase is great. I know it's, it's later than we would have liked, but they did it. Yeah, I'm glad it's over with now, you know. Yeah, I hope I hope they get a, I hope they get um, I hope they get a good coach. I would love Robert Sala. I mean, Sala. I, I would love to see him either either in New York or Detroit, just because I think Detroit needs that kind of boost to their defense. Yeah. Those two teams, I think, would be great. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it really is going to depend on the coach, though. Once they sign a head coach, then we can make our decisions. Because depending on the coach, you could say, "Oh no, they're definitely going to go Fields in the draft or Wilson." Or you're going to say, oh, man, maybe he would like to work with Darnold. Exactly. Around him. I, I think that's the best decision. I think you build around Darnold. You get him in a different scheme. You give him a decent enough defense. Give him another weapon or two on offense, like a running back, too. Right, right. And then worst case scenario is, okay, now you got to go with the quarterback the next year. Exactly. That's exactly Literally right. the worst case scenario. That's what I was meaning to say. It's exactly it. You can go next year. I know, I know right. it sucks, but I don't think Fields or Wilson are that um, – Pressing. Like, I There's no one who really jumps out of me. I'm like, wow, this is the generational player that I need on my team. Yeah, right. The only guy like that. Exactly. It's the only guy that's like that. And I even remember earlier, month or There's two, even a chance. There's even a chance that the Jets next year, you know, if they let me off for Darnold, there's somebody they might be able to swing in free agency or, or trade. I mean, you really don't yeah. know who can be, you know, kind of like almost like an Alex Smith, what he's doing now, or, or actually a better example. To be Teddy Bridgewater, what he's kind of doing now, where he's sitting in for a little bit, right, right, just kind of yeah. sitting there until until they can get a better quarterback that they need, you know, their franchise quarterback. I feel like that would be the perfect scenario for the Jets is to move back, get somebody that you need, add some more pieces to your team in general overall through free agency and through the draft, yeah. get some more players, and then if Dan Darnold's not the answer, they'd be like, okay, well we know that and we know that he didn't work, so let's figure out what we need to make this work. What parts of Darnold did not work in our system? Yeah. And, and could that lead to a player that we, you know, like in this draft or like in free agency coming up? So I think that should really be the key. Yeah, I think that's great points. But again, like you said, I think the coaching is really going to be a big tell. Whoever the Jets decide to take as their coach is going to be a really big tell. And I think depending on how teams feel about Justin Fields, I think is really going to be a big tell. Our team's going to want to move up for him. Do they think he's the guy? I think a great example, a great team that you brought up would be the Panthers. Um, yeah. Like to maybe consider moving up. And that, that could be all super, super interesting. So we'll have to see. I think that depending what happens in pick one and two, there might be a scramble to grab quarterbacks within the first like five or six picks. We can see teams trading up. You know, we can see the Dolphins trade back. We could see, because that's a team that could trade back and the Jets could also trade back. Two teams that could trade right. back picks two and three. I, I see us very highly likely to trade back or have, have a big, an understandable reason, a very understandable reason to trade. No, back. right. It's just fine. And like, I think the, the only point going against the Jets trading down I think it's the fact that they have like Seattle's first round pick. Um, I think maybe they'll look at it as, okay, let's get our quarterback at two 
and we can get pieces. Like I think they have like three or two second round picks. Mm-hmm. They have a couple third round picks this year from Seattle and stuff. And other, I think they have three third round picks. The Jets have a lot of draft capital otherwise. So even if they don't trade down, they still can build a team. I, I feel like, but again, it is like, I think it's all, I think a big factor too, this just came up is what is the value for Darnold? Like, are you willing to give him away for like, I mean, who knows? It could be a fourth or fifth round pick. We have no idea what Darnold's value is. It could be a third or second too. We have no idea how teams view him. Yeah. Um, and you know, what's best for Darnold? I don't know. Like, I still think New York could be his place. They just need to build around him and give him a coach that can benefit and, and accommodate him. If not, you know, trade him to a team that, that, that could use that. I don't know. I don't know. There's going to be, I think Jets are going to be the busiest team probably in the off season. I think Joe Douglas sure. is definitely going to uh, get some trades. Going. I think they already said that they were looking to, to trade down like, or they, they said that they were considering or considering options. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They're an interest, interesting team. I have them go nine and seven this year. Keep in mind. Yeah. Uh, and it was before a couple injuries on defense, Avery Williamson, I think went down pretty heavy, or excuse me, mostly opted out. So they, they definitely had pieces missing, but they were terrible. They, they, the offense was not, was so much worse than I thought they'd be. Um, although Mekhi Becton, bright spot. Like they, the Jets had a couple of guys that I was like, okay, they showed like even Chris Herndon, their tight end, like they had pieces. So I think the Jets, they, they build a no line, give them a couple receiving threats and build that defense, build that secondary up. Because I also think they have pieces in the secondary. Bryce Hall, my boy, yeah. doing pretty well at the end of the year there. Um, no, but yeah, I don't know. Jets are a really interesting team. But yeah. I, I think regardless, like we said, head coach. That's head coach. it. Once we get that, then we can start talking. Then we can be like, okay, they're probably going to do this and that. Right. And speak and going off about just the head coach situation there, I mean, obviously that's huge because there's a lot of head coach situations in other places too where we don't really know what's going to happen. The Chargers – you know, potentially bringing on Jason Garrett. Um, and then, you know, with the firing of Doug Marone in Jacksonville, maybe bring on Urban Meyer. It, it, it's going to be interesting to see this whole uh, carousel. And the whole, I think what's really going to be interesting is the coordinator carousel, um, especially with a team like, you know, the Raiders potentially bringing on a new defensive coordinator. Um, I think so many, te- even like a team like the Atlanta Falcons, are they going to want to keep Raheem Morris? Are they going to want to move on? Because I thought Raheem Morris actually showed that he can kind of be a good coach, but they might not be ready for that yet. So, I think that should be really exciting coming up this off season. Yeah. The coaching carousel is going to be really interesting. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Uh, and then I also want to talk about, we talked a lot about trades and quarterbacks and yeah. what kind of comes to me then is the Carson Wentz situation. What's going to happen there. Um, Carson Wentz uh, said that he wants to move out. I personally think now I want to see what you think about this. I, yeah. I, I would like Carson Wentz to go to Indianapolis uh, after the season, move on from Philip Rivers who didn't play fantastic and put in Carson Wentz, who I still think is a good quarterback if he has weapons um, and flourishes in the system. I think Carson Wentz is still could be pretty good. I thought, again, in Philadelphia, he just – his players, I thought, didn't really always play the hardest for him, and I felt like a lot of his receivers were hurt. And then last year, he had the best season of his career, and, like, I think he didn't have a receiver that went for over 100 yards. So I don't really blame Carson Wentz too much for the Eagles – troubles this season as a lot of people did even though I mean some of it was on him of course but I'd like to see where he goes but I want to know what you think what do you think about that Carson Wentz potentially going to the Colts and of course it's going to depend too on what team is willing to take up that huge contract that he has and that's going to be the real problem is does a team have the cap space to pay him and are they going to want to even pay him but let me know what you think yeah I I, I liked the Colts I like that the Colts is a destination for him. I just don't know if the logistics will, will add up, like if you know, the cap space. I think that's exactly. the biggest 
teams? Is it, are, are they going to be able to afford him after that huge extension? Yeah, they're going to move on from him, though. I, I think that's that's, which is crazy because I remember the whole Wentzelvania craze. Everybody loved Carson Wentz, thought he was you know the guy. And then yeah, hurt Nick Foles took over. Then people were like, oh, maybe Nick Foles should start. And Carson Wentz had a little was just playing well again. A little bit more trouble hurt. Nick Foles comes in again, and right. you know, and then Carson Wentz had nobody to give to last year. Team sucked, and then. This year, obviously, we know what happened with the Jalen Hurts situation. Yeah, I, I, I think honestly, and I know this is kind of a weird take. I, I think Peterson could get fired, I, and I know, I know it's it's weird that they they probably would have done it already, but I mean, even hearing like some of the Eagle players in the locker room came out. Did you hear? Did you hear that they were gonna? Um, they had to get held back because some of them wanted to go up and yell at Doug Peterson, fight him. Teammates had to hold back other teammates from literally rushing. You didn't hear about that? Well, so the things I've heard about, I heard Miles Sanders said, yeah, I don't know why we did that. We were against it. But the other thing I heard, though, was that apparently Jalen Hurts knew ahead of time, like before the game that they were mm-hmm. going to put uh, Sudfield in. And apparently Brandon Graham knew as well. Like they were – Pearson pretty much told them. But for some reason – I guess no one else. I didn't tell anybody else. I don't know. Which it's, is which is weird because you have to be transparent with your team if you're going to make a decision yeah. like that way before the game. And I actually get it. Um, to be honest, actually, my dad made a good – I think it was my, my dad I was talking to today. He made a good point. He was like, oh, maybe, like, Peterson's goal was to test out Sudfield as a backup now that Carson Wentz is going to be gone. And I was like, that's actually not a bad point. Uh, maybe that yeah, was kind I mean, of the goal. The season God, was over it's, anyway. It's a meaningless game. It's a meaningless game. And I will say, look, I don't think they intentionally tanked, although no, it would have been smart if they did because they – I mean, the sixth and ninth pick are huge. There's a big disparity there, uh, especially in the top ten. I mean, to move – like, if you had to move up from nine to six, you'd probably have to give up a second-round pick at least. That's that a huge uh, bonus for them that they get that pick, and the Eagles need it. Um, and they'll have options too. That's, it's actually a great spot for the Eagles. They can go linebacker. They can go receiver. Um, in that spot, which is great. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, Wentz is out. I don't know where he goes. It, I don't know what his value is. Again, he, you know, he has the potential. If he was on his rookie contract, I could see him going anywhere. Yeah. It's the, it's, it's the money, man. It's the it's, money. No, are, it's – Are they going to be able to be able to take it on? Do you think potentially a team like the Patriots could take it on? Because I feel like they're, they're, they're always someone with a lot of cap. They could use a quarterback. I mean, I personally think – Belichick should draft someone, but I feel like that's just not always the type of coach he is. He can go for someone proven like Wentz. I don't know. Yeah, no, I – yeah, I like Wentz in New England. I, I think that's interesting. I mean, Belichick has to see something in him, though. I think Belichick's not going to, you know, go after a quarterback if he doesn't. I mean, Cam Newton didn't pan out. Uh, he's gone. I'm pretty sure, yeah, they say he's definitely going to be gone after this year. Um, and the Patriots aren't in a spot in a draft where they can get a quarterback. They're at 15. Yeah. I mean, Mike – Mac Jones could be available. I like. I actually. I actually mocked like a lot, like Trey Lance, the Patriots, a while yeah. back. But that was when they were lower. Yeah. Uh. So I don't. I don't know. I think Belichick might go for Wentz. I don't know who else would go for him though. I don't know who would trade. And what do you trade? The Eagles would probably have to have their own pick of, in the question too, because you have to, you know, convince a team to take on. Well, the contract. Yeah, you think it's possible. You think it's, it would be possible for a team to re- possibly restructure a contract upon his arrival, kind of get a situation like that. I don't think it would be that massive. I don't even think they could. There's probably restrictions involved where they can't restructure it to a certain degree. And I don't know if Wentz would want to do that. I don't know, man. It's it's it sucks. It's it's a sucky situation for the for 
that team and for Wentz in the city, it, it stinks for those fans. I mean, you know, I know that that fan base gets a lot of slack, but it really does stink to see yeah. Wentz regress like this after having like MVP caliber years and being, you know, said to be you know one of the elite quarterbacks. Uh, again, though, he didn't really have a lot of weapons, and that offensive line was decimated this year. Yeah, decimated. Lane, Lane Johnson. That's why I I wasn't. I don't think he deserved a lot of the blame all season. He was getting all the blame pretty much all season, and I really didn't blame him for their losses. What does hurt though is Jalen Hurts coming in and and, and doing well. Of course, right. I mean I that does that, hurt him, but I think that's a little deceptive. Of I don't think Wentz, I don't think Wentz was the problem, but I think Hurts was the solution. If that makes sense, like I that feel, makes sense. Yeah. Putting him in was like a different scene. He's a different kind of player. Um, yeah, but look, it, but people kind of forget. Like we talk about Wentz and Hurts, and we compare them as players. We kind of forget that the Eagles drafted Hurts last year as a second round pick. Was that telling? Was that maybe Peterson um, saying, you know, n- you know, not having trust in Wentz? Did it start that early? Because you don't draft a quarterback in the second round as a backup. Oh, I think it did. I think said it for a while because they wanted to neglect the fact that Wentz wasn't performing well. So they said, oh, we drafted him as backup. You don't draft a backup in the second round, especially when there's other team needs, uh, like receiver. (laughs) For instance, I know they got Jalen Rager in the first round, but they needed more threats or they needed somebody like a corner, and they went for quarterback. Uncommon. I think people forget about them. They forget that Hurts was drafted that high. So that was a telling sign off the bat, which is weird because they signed Wentz to such a big deal not that long before. I know. So, exactly. Look, it sucks, but, but it is what it is. And look, you know, I always said this, look, I think Foles never should have left. I don't think they ever should have let him go because look, if it, if it worked, it worked. No matter, I know it's Nick Foles and he hasn't done well really after, didn't do well in Jacksonville, you know, he's in Chicago. But in all honesty, they probably would have had him to give him a good size contract because the Bears gave him that, that well, I agree. contract. I and I, I don't think that was, or no, excuse me, was it the um, Jaguars are the ones that gave him that contract yeah, yeah, yeah. that he shifted and went all. They went to the Bears. Look, and I, and I agree. And I don't think Nick Foles is elite, but he worked for them and he worked in that system and they won the Super Bowl. I think to me, that's like, if it works, it works. Why, and I know you have Wentz and it sucks, but why question it? Instead, they let Foles go. They pay Wentz this big contract. And now look what's happening. I don't think it's the injuries that are necessarily like the reason for his regression because he looks bad. Wentz looks bad. Yeah, he's had some tough times. So many turnover. I think he had the most turnover-worthy throws of any quarterback, something like that, like for the longest time. Uh, that's not good. Really inaccurate. I think they said also he was the most inaccurate quarterback with a clean pocket. Uh, so crazy. those are those are statistics that you can't you can't blame on anybody else. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, yeah, and I get that. But I just think I think it wasn't. It was a mix of the injuries and the the, the lack of weapons, and then the system. I feel like just didn't benefit benefit him anymore. And I actually maybe the team just straight up lost faith in him for the fact that he's not the one who brought them to the Super Bowl. And he was the one, you know, that's always been the talk is that Nick, a lot of people always thought Nick Foles should have been the one to take over and get rid of Carson Wentz. And people have thought that ever since that Super Bowl. So could there have just been a lack of faith in the organization as well that kind of affected things? I mean, you really don't know. Um, but I do, I agree with you though. He, I mean, he had troubles this year for certain. Um, and there is part of it on him. I just think that overall, I think he is still a very talented player who could shine somewhere else, maybe with some new scenery. Because we even saw, like, to talk about another eagle, Nelson Aguilar, flourish with the Raiders, you know. Finding yeah. new scenery usually can help a player. Yeah, it can. It, yeah, I mean, again, though, yeah. I mean, we'll have to see. We'll see. Yeah, it's, it's, him and Darnold are almost – they're in sort of similar situations. Yeah. Darnold 
I think has I think is definitely the better spot. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously Carson's making all that money, so he can't really complain about that. Right. Darnold's in a spot where he can go to a lot of different teams, and I think look, I think those two quarterbacks are interesting in terms of where they go because, like, I think a team, I think Denver, honest to God, I think they might pull the trigger and trade because at number nine, you're not going to get a top tier quarterback. You're just yeah. not. Yeah. Maybe the Denver Broncos, maybe Elway is like, hey, like maybe we'll get Wentz a shot. I don't know how the cap works there though. Yeah. Um, or 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 Donald, say we'll give you a third round pick. For Send him. Von Miller over to, to the Eagles. Keep Carson Wentz. We we're talking about Von Miller trade before. That could be it. Maybe maybe Von yeah. Miller, yeah. Von yeah. Miller, yeah. Von Miller, and, and a pick for Carson Wentz and a pick. Swap yeah. picks. Get Von Miller. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Could be interesting. It's going to be weird. Those two – I mean, that's the thing. We It's it's hard to really – like, I look at mock drafts a lot, and it's weird this early on because it's just like, you know, you don't know. Like, there's so many – there's a mock I saw where, like, the top four picks were all quarterbacks or something like yeah. that. I know, like, Dolphins traded down, I think. But, like, the first four picks were quarterbacks straight through. And it's like, mm, I I know quarterback – there are teams that need quarterbacks, but it's not that pressing in my yeah, – I agree. I agree. Like, the Falcons are a team that could. The Broncos are a team that could, but there's I, there's nobody really outside of the Jaguars, maybe who Jags like, they, like have to. Well, have right, to. right, 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 because we all know the whole Darnold situation. But Jags are the have to team. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's gonna be a. It, it, the draft is is actually extra exciting this year, just because of all the players that opted out. Like yeah. we don't really know what they look like. It's gonna be fun, and you know what. I think we're gonna have to do a podcast to prep for that too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're definitely gonna yeah. have to do one for that too. At least after like the combine or something. We had yeah. Post combine, yeah. Like guys, like Devonta Smith could skyrocket because it was forty time or other, you know, really good speeds. Heisman Trophy winner now too. Yeah, I, yeah, but, I agree with it. I mean, Heisman. See, I think the Heisman is not really a testament to who is the best player. It's just. The best. But when a wide receiver wins it, that's really impressive, I think. No, yeah, it was really impressive. Um, I hope teams don't look at that and say he's better than Jamar Chase. If but you, they might because Jamar Chase set out. Back to your point from earlier. Maybe, but, man, God. I mean, look, look, all right, I'll give you an example, right? If Jamar Chase played this year, he would have been insane. And even with the LSU team, because uh, Terrence Marshall, he could be a first-round pick receiver this year. I really like him. I really dig him. Uh, went off. Even with a poor LSU team this year, uh, Terrence Marshall, who didn't even get a lot of playing time, or I think he didn't get a lot of targets because Jamar Chase was taking all of them. Right. But Terrence Marshall looks really good. And But, again, like if Jamar Chase was playing and didn't opt out, uh, he would have had maybe even a better year than he did. Yeah. I mean, what do you have, like 2,000 yards receiving or something like that? Yeah, or something, something like that. Last yeah. year, like ridiculous, yeah. like 20 touchdowns. He is the real deal. He is the – he is – like the DeAndre Hopkins comparisons are, are, are totally justified. I'm, I'm totally on board with them, but yeah. no, I, 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 it's going to be interesting. I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. Me too. Me too. Well, Sean, that was kind of everything I wanted to cover today. And I, you know what? I, I want to thank you again for joining. You've been on this show the most out of anyone. Yeah, so, man. I'm so, yeah. I mean, I talked a lot today because it's just been so long. Oh, so I feel like the next time we do a podcast, I'm going to be a lot more, uh, tight it's gonna be a lot it's a, 
Are you, though, if it's going to be about the draft? I don't think you are. If it's going to be about the draft the whole time. Oh, if it's about the draft? Oh, God, no. Yeah, I'm going to be – You're going to have to break it down into segments. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be me talking for four and a half hours. 100%. Like, yeah. About one player. It'll be like, oh, this – Jamar Chase. It's going to be about Jamar Chase. For no, hours. man. It's going to be like, like a kid from, like, Monmouth or, like, <laughs> like Montclair State. From Montclair State, dude. Dude, this tight end for Maris, dude, he's probably a seven-round pick. Dude. He's talented fucking Travis Kelsey, man. Like, he's, the, he's the guy. He's the guy. No, I, I am I am excited, though. I am yeah. Excited. It's going to be a playoff. It's, it's going to be uh, eventful. Watch out for those those Washingtons. Washington, those Washington footballs. Those football teams, man. Yeah, those football teams <laughs> from Washington are crazy. Well, maybe, we can, maybe you can come back on when this is all over and we can do maybe a little bit of a recap. Um, and talk about it. But, Sean, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate it. Sure, man. See you around. So there it is. All of our thoughts about the NFL. I hope you enjoyed. We had an absolute blast. An absolute blast. It was a whole lot of fun. Stay tuned for more. I think in about two-ish weeks, might be dropping another one uh, about the UFC. Uh, little Conor McGregor recap. Have Dan on here. Dan might do that. And maybe I'll try to do some little more. I think my goal is going to try to be every two weeks. Try to do something a little around there. A little around there, maybe. And I know that always was my goal. And that's actually what I was doing before I got COVID. I was kind of releasing them every two weeks. And then COVID happened and the holidays happened. So, you know, you kind of lose track of time that way. That's life, right? So is life. But we're back on it. And like I said, it's good to be back. So everyone, thank you so much for joining me today. And I'll see you around and stay tuned for more streams. That's going to come too. So catch you around. Catch you around the couch, baby. Catch you around the couch. See ya.